Hey, Jub. Hey, Gen. So, uh, Game of Thrones ended, and I've sure been, did. I've been, uh, we'll we'll talk about that in the podcast popper. proper, proper. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. Do it over. Fuck it. <laughs> you have the power of editing. Fuck it. <laughs> I also have the power to decide if I want to edit. You do, but fuck <laughs> you. All right, go ahead and start over. Hey, Joe. Hey, Gen. <laughs> Whatever. Hang start on. over again. Come on, I'm try gonna... again. Get your composure, bud. Come on. Come on. I'm going to drink a drink a monster. Hang on. All right, come on. Get it together. I'll be fine. Hey, Joe. Hey, Gen. All right, so Game of Thrones ended. And uh, we'll talk about that in the main section of the podcast. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've been starving for some Game of Thrones content at all. I mean, I've read the books. I want to reread them, but like... I just bought the books. Hey, they're Here's sitting the right there. Hear that's, that? That is what... That's the books. That's what 20 years of a man's life that isn't finished sounds like. Uh, <laughs> Will it ever? Who knows? He's 70 years old. I'm not convinced. Uh, he did set a deadline for himself, but he's done it before. So we'll see. Yeah, so that, that but he did give, shit to me. Uh, he literally gave New Zealand permission to imprison him in a cabin next to a sulfuric acid lake. This is his words, not mine. Uh, if he does not have the book by 2020. <laughs> That's good. It gives me time to read these. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. They're, they're, they're quite the read. So prepare for a lot of time. A lot of Sansa chapters to get through. <laughs> Especially in the, these, the, these first three right here, I know. Oh, yeah. Those first three are thick. Especially um, this one. Honestly, Throw those the are the easiest. Those are easier to read than four and five, for sure. Oh, four and five have all the weird shit. Four and five have everything they deleted from the show to save time. And it shows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of it's good, but like you could definitely tell how, like, yeah, maybe it doesn't matter for the end game of like our three lead characters, basically. You know what I mean? Uh, or like, you know, maybe extend it to six. Game of Thrones has too many characters. Anyway, I've been starving for content. I'm like, maybe I'll play the Telltale game. And I'm like, oh, I can't buy any Telltale game ever again because... They're dead. They're getting delisted from online stores as we speak. They're dead. I think you just straight up can't buy the Game of Thrones Telltale game right now. Yeah, it's gone. Uh, disc versions do exist. Yeah, you, disc versions for most of their games exist. Might so. look into that. I have played the Telltale Game of Thrones game. It is not terrible, but it's not good. It's probably one of the worst of those kind of Telltale games. Uh, There's the ones they made before the story-based decision ones that are way worse, like Jurassic Park and uh, CSI. <laughs> Yeah, so those are horrible. <laughs> yeah, um, before they like had to make every game like The Walking Dead uh, by their own choice, uh, which was ultimately their downfall. Yes. But uh, there's another Game of Thrones game for PS3. Yeah. No one knows anything about it. No one can tell me nothing about it. <laughs> I don't know. I hope it's like Souls Thrones, but like bad. How, how much is it online? Yo, it's like 10 or 20. I don't That's know. It? Yeah, get it, dude. Let me look it up. Um, it's just called Game of Thrones, uh, for PS3 or 360. Should we get it on 360? I'd try to do PS3. Dude, $7, no, that, that's for, that's for Telltale. $7.74. That's what I'm saying. That shows up more often now. That's eligible for, for Prime Ship. Uh, mm. looks like about 20 bucks, 30 bucks. Oh, okay. That's more expensive than I thought. Maybe they didn't make a whole lot of copies of it or something. I'll look into it. 
That's that, that's on Amazon though. If I go to go to e- GameStop, eBay, com. my guy. Um. So anyway, that's not what I want to talk about though. I wanted to talk about uh, George R. R. Martin himself said that he's collaborating as a consultant on a game out of Japan, and the rumor is going around that this is FromSoft. So, uh, it's probably not Game of Thrones, but should it be, Justin, is what I'm asking. Should it be no. Souls, Souls Thrones? No. No? No. Uh, hey, the, uh, the GameStop up by us, or cl- the closest one to us, has it for $5. Yeah, let's get it. That way we could talk about it for our terrible show. Okay. no direction. <laughs> <laughs> None. <laughs> we don't right. give a fuck Well, here. how do you make a good video game out of Game of Thrones? I don't think you do. Okay, but... That's... You either go, you either go like hella storybook, like do like sort of like a adventure game, like a point click adventure game with a lot of the heavy dialogue, kind of like what Telltale was trying to do, but not in their shitty Walking Dead format that was really old, and make it like maybe like a proper. <laughs> it's a fine format. It just it works better when it's heavily focused. For Game of Thrones, like they they had you switching between four POVs and shit, right? Right. And your decisions seem to not matter as much more than usual in that one. Right. Because it just seemed that bad shit happened to you no matter what. You had no agency over the bad shit that was going to happen to you no matter what. It's not like you could change the fate of characters that already have fates dictated by the show as well. Right. Uh, that's not going to help. That's another problem because, like, do you do you, do you go path a Neo with it? You just play as Jon Snow or do you just have side characters? Or, like, what do you do? What's more interesting? I don't know. I think you either go a complete linear story-based one where you kind of follow where the books go and you do a lot of different POVs and you play as different characters and you do stuff yeah. and you follow the story or you do like a open-world like action RPG type game where you play as just a random fucker in Westeros and you experience stuff that way. Yeah. I don't think those are the only two ways you could realistically handle that. I think the latter would probably be a worse game than the former. Yeah, probably. If you were going like full, like this is just an adaptation of the story... Of the show, I guess, because the books aren't done. Uh, I, I don't know how you do it, because not every single character lends themselves to a video game well. Like, what do you do for the Tyrion chapter? <laughs> Where he's mostly fucking and drinking wine? Yeah, you just tap A to quip, or like, what, what You don't do you tap do? anything, you just do it, you just uh, either watch it unfold, or you skip past it. Yeah, you just, just have to do the action stuff as John or Arya. You know, like, it's, it's, it's a question of how that would work. Not every single Game of Thrones character is a swordsman. Well, yeah, that, that's why you would do it with like an action type game. You do it with more like an adventure game with dial with a lot of dialogue choices. All right, so I've devised a solution. Let okay. me pitch you my Game of Thrones game. Right oh boy. Now. Okay, go okay. ahead. Cart racer. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I'm a thousand percent about. I'm this in. Idea. Let's go. Uh, just Does... Im- improbable. Doesn't matter. Just cart racer. Right. Just rip off Mario Kart. Or the Sega All Stars games, uh, just carts that look like things that the characters would realistically have. Like if you're Theon, you got a boat, right? With if, wheels. If you're if you're Ramsay, you got like a car made out of flayed people. With uh, wheels. If, if you're John, it looks like a dire wolf. If you're Daenerys, it looks like her dragon. With wheels. But yes, they're all carts. Yes. With wheels. Uh, and you can uh, <laughs> customize and shit, sure. The the courses are just literally locations from the show, like the wall. Yeah. <laughs> An old town. There's race through uh, big the race red through wedding old course town. is very, very tough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it would be amazing. You could have all the characters. There'd be no restrictions on what characters you could have. There's nothing dictating that Davos isn't as good of a driver as Sansa. They're both equal in those terms because we just made it up. <laughs> so, like, it's fine. You know, Th- This is clearly the best option, and they should make it now. I kind of want it. I'm in. Let's go. Make the story as stupid as, like, the new Sonic racing game, where it's just like... That's the game that... Why uh, are we in cars? That That's the game that, uh... Good old George R. R. Martin is making with FromSoft, dude. FromSoft's making a car cart racer. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Let's go. If, if that news dropped at E3, how hard would the world break in half? Oh, they would all be pissed. That there's a Game of Thrones cart race. They'd all be pissed. I'd be ecstatic. I would be too. <laughs> I'd be like, give me it. I don't fucking care. It'd be so dumb. Real That's what life. I want. Real life shit posting. Be better than the new Sonic cart racer. It's apparently okay. Uh... It looks okay. Looks looks like I'd rather play Mario Kart. Okay, yeah, but did you play the previous ones? Oh yeah, Sega All Star. Oh yeah, I played that those one. Those are great. great. Yeah, I, I I anticipate this one being okay. But those are uh, those are fun. Be more fun because there's other goofy characters. You oh play. yeah, like Sonic is the Sega franchise in those games I care about the least, and that includes Football Manager. Right. But just the idea that you could play as Football Manager is so fucking funny. I just don't me. understand why they didn't do that again. I, I it doesn't make any sense when they could I, just I think do they'll Sonic. go back to it. They just want so. to make a Sonic one. This one is team-based, too, so it has different mechanics, and I'm curious about how it works. It but anyway, work fuck that. Make the kart racer, Cart of Thrones, please. Cart of Thrones, let's go! <laughs> the Cup of Thrones. Dude, yeah, and then you can unlock, like, really weird, obscure characters, like Illin Payne. Just, <laughs> <laughs> like, just characters that nobody fucking knows anything about. Book characters, like Stoneheart. Yeah. Strong, strong Bell was... <laughs> Who? Patch face. The stuff from the East that's just like nonsense that George R. R. Martin just like wrote to fill in the gaps. Yeah, the East Continent got like Lovecraftian fish people and giant apes and fucking just murder plague villages that if you just step into them, you die. <laughs> Shit's wild. Is that where Aria's going? Nah, she's going west, not east. She's yeah, just but going... Like, uh, what if it... Uh, it's going to loop back in on itself because the world is uh, not flat, as all the Westeros people probably think. Right. I don't know if they've ever got into that. No, yeah, probably not. Mm. But, I mean, there, she's asking herself what's west of Westeros. Probably like, oh, the map ends there. Ha-ha. World's flat. <laughs> uh, all right. Who would you main in uh, Thrones Cart? Oh, dude. Uh, Davos. Davos is pretty lit. I love Davos. I do Davos. He could have a ship. Or Brienne of Tarth. Brienne would be pretty dope. You gotta just throw in, like, just like, you know how the Lego games of movies just actually used audio clips from the movies? Oh, you do that. That's how you do that? (laughs) That'd be amazing. Yeah, give me it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That solves the issue. The issue? Give me the money. Give That's me the it. money. Yeah, pay me to make that. I'll make it. Yeah, me too. I'll I don't know how the, to make a game. I'll use we'll the, the Garfield Kart Racer engine. We'll use the Dreams engine. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm making Dreams. That's it. <laughs> I guess we could. Fuck it. Hello, everyone.
everybody. Welcome to the Gen and Jub Show experience. That's Gen. What do you experience? <laughs> oh, good question, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jub. Boredom. We are an experience jack shit today. What you mean? This is going to be a, a podcast. <laughs> this is a new brand called The Quiet Cast, where it's just dead air. Are you having fun yet? That's my secret, Captain. <laughs> I'm never having fun. Hey! <laughs> no, we got plenty to talk about here on the show today. I hope yeah, the, uh... yeah, we do. This is going to be our wrap-up about aliens and predators and both of them together sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but also, we got a lot to talk about before we even get to that shit. So, uh, we got, where, uh, where do we start? No, start we started the last few weeks with Game of Thrones, I guess. Okay. Um, Just it's to over. clarify. To clarify, to clarify, to clarify. We're going to talk about the whole thing. Yep. We're going to talk about all the spoilers. Everything's spoiled. If you've been on it's Twitter, over. you already know the spoilers. <laughs> yeah, because people just go. Hey, whatever. I, you know, whatever. Whatever. So, um, I, I want to put forth uh, a uh, epiphany I had about what it was like to watch the last season of Game of Thrones. Uh, it was like going through all the stages of... Grief? Sadness oh, that we went through when the Star Wars prequel trilogy came out, but in the span of six weeks, as opposed to years of time. That's fair. I mean, um, it's a little different because I enjoyed the first two episodes. I did too. I, I mean, I guess specifically this would be episodes three through six, I guess. With The Phantom Menace, it came out and everybody was in denial, right? Yeah. Everybody was just like, that was great! <laughs> <laughs> and then like a day went past and they were like wait a minute Jar Jar fucking sucks he's the worst character in this, this entire franchise those aliens were just Asian stereotypes that alien was just a Jewish stereotype <laughs> <laughs> like wait a minute did George Lucas uh, not Martin <laughs> did he just make something terrible even though he made those things that I loved as a child what? And then Attack of the Clones happens a couple years later. And now people are a little more caught on. And they're like, I see you. But hey, we'll give you a chance. And then it was worse. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much worse. And they were like and and they were and this is like episodes four and five <laughs> of the season. And that we were just like, you know what? Fuck you, George. We're gonna see it through to the end. Because we might as fucking well so that it's over. But it's going to be even worse than this, isn't it? That's what I fully expect. It's going to be even worse. And then Revenge of the Sith comes out. And like by comparison, it's amazing compared to 2 and 1. Right. So it's kind of like you just walk out going like, ah, that was okay. And now years later. It wasn't great, but it was okay. And now years later, I admire that movie. I love Revenge <laughs> of the Sith because it's such a meme. It's the most enjoyable prequel to watch in in a sarcastic and serious manner, too. Right. Like, you can you can hate watch or, like, sarcasta watch maybe is more accurate, one and two. But three, you can watch and enjoy even if it's a movie. Like, it's not perfect. Clearly, there's some bad performances and some bad moments and Killing some stupid youngling. shit. Oh god, it's so funny though. It's so goddamn it's funny though. I love it. And, I love and it like, so much. obviously, the end of Game of Thrones isn't like that necessarily, but it is 
that kind of effect it had on me where I was like, that was probably the best episode of the season. And yet, right. <laughs> everything is still ruined. In the, in the worst <laughs> season this show's ever had. Yeah. So, I don't know. What was your overall thoughts? The first thing I thought as soon as it was over was, wow, this is, exa- this, this is exactly what everybody thought it was. George R. R. Martin gave them the guidelines to how this ends, and they were like, all right, how do we get there so we can go work on Star Wars? As quick as possible. Right, yeah. in two seasons, and then they did it. And that's exactly what it was, too, because the where everything ends up, I think, makes sense to me. I'm okay with where how everything ends, right? With, uh, a, the with thing, a few exceptions, right? Like I don't know how I don't like how Jamie's story ends. I don't, I don't think like, he's leading towards that. No, it's the exact opposite in the book. I think with them cutting out Stoneheart, which you'll get to and you'll understand, they cut out a significant portion of Jamie and Brienne's storyline, and as a result, it feels like they kind of invented an ending for those characters. Right. Yeah, that's probably a big issue, and. I like I like how most of the other characters' stories ended, like the exact end point where I I liked I liked Daenerys turning evil and getting killed. I liked I liked John going back where he belongs. Yeah. Even though I guess their excuse to make that happen was kinda silly. Yeah, I guess I could say that I liked those uh, liked where a lot of characters ended up with several asterisks. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> like Arya's, sure, Arya's I shit like was fine. the idea of the Daenerys twist, but I hate the execution. Right, and that's that's all this has been is just botched edu- execution the whole time. This whole season has been basically botched execution. And it's a shame because literally everyone except for the writers we're on their fucking A game this season. Oh, dude, it looked gorgeous. It was acted well. Like some of the best acting in the entire series. Right. Tyrion digging up his dead siblings and crying. It was that was powerful. Was fucking great. Yeah, it was a powerful scene. It was really good. But then it's like every moment has a crap at the bottom of it because then it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> they could have just stepped aside and not got crushed. Now that is. <laughs> I don't know if I don't think it was written to have the set design like that. That no. sounds like a set design issue. Where like obviously you saw in the last episode that the entire room came crashing down. It's what it looked like. Right. So they like to have things look a certain way, and then that's not how they went down. Like when all the Dothraki died, and all the Unsullied died. But then she has all the Dothraki and Unsullied still. Oops. Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. Nah. Get a phone call from Canada. Fuck you, Canada. Oh, okay. Thanks for ruining our podcast. Yeah, fuck Canada. you, Canada. Love fuck you. you, man. No, I love you, Canada. Love you're Canada. great. You're you're cool. Anyway, it's like better than our country. What the fuck? It, it's true. It's true. I I couldn't. I really couldn't complain much about Arya's story. You only. She kind of had the best overall arc yeah, of yeah, this, this season. Yeah, I, I think. think so. Yeah, I liked the. I liked that she got a big moment and she got to kill the overall evilest thing out there. Right. And then I liked that she kind of... That she realized... Di- ...diverted from her path towards revenge because it was just going to get her killed. Yeah, right. The, the Hound finally did what he was there to do, which was to teach her something. Mm. And we all thought it was going to teach her how to be a bomb-ass bad bitch, but really he was there the entire time to teach her what it's like to, to go down that path. The Hound is one of my favorite characters in the entire series. Right. Because he subverts a lot of expectations about how that character should be. Because you're supposed to just be like, he's a badass. He's so cool. 
But he has. But he's actually has a lot of sadness to him and a lot of just like dark and fear. Yeah, it, yeah. He's kind of pathetic in a way, <laughs> but it makes it so much more interesting. Oh, absolutely, of that. absolutely. He's very layered. I kind of wish that he went out a different way. I mean, Clegane Bowl was fun. It was dope. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Best part about that episode. But I don't know. I feel like the letting go of revenge could have been part of his arc as well, because it's the entire reason he's existed. And him letting go of it might have been even more powerful than Arya letting go of it. Well, definitely but it would have been. But then I we think... wouldn't have got Click Game. <laughs> so I hey. think it. I think it was. Uh, I think it was more impactful for I guess Arya with to his finally. Death, he like let someone else right let go of it, which is yeah. which is fine. That's kind of. I think that's his whole purpose, really, is to just show Arya what it's like to go down that path fully. You think about how long the Hound has spent just focused on that revenge, and Arya was headed in that direction where she spent the majority of this show yeah. just plotting out revenge. And and then she had finally realized before it was too late that it's not a good path, and she was able to divert from that. And I thought it was great. It was fine. It makes sense. Yeah. Because the whole the whole thing where she uh, where she learned learned like the faceless man shit and all that was that she was she was still herself she was still Arya Stark and human and like and so I don't understand uh, a lot of people going like well why why did she use any of her shit and blah 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 the idea was that she was not supposed to the idea is that she wanted to, that she realized she needed to get away from it ah uh, sure. So a lot of her plot in these last, like, about two and a half seasons or so has been her trying to not do that. Try to become herself again. More specifically, the end of the series, though. Yeah. Because she's an adventurer now, which is cool. Kind of what she was. I think that works well oh, for her character. Perfectly. Um, yeah. Now, John going to the wall is contrived and strange, the reasons they get there, and... And we'll talk about the that. I think but uh, like it, I get it though, and I feel like that's a good place for him to go. And like he's like oddly happy when he goes. Oh, he's there. he's very happy. Um, now like it, it, they leave it very open at the end whether he's joining the wildlings or just escorting them back to their homeland and then going back to the wall. Because I mean, he did say in the series that he's not going back to the wall because his watch ended, and. He can't be there because those people fucking tried to kill him. Right. I don't think he goes back there. I I think it's pretty obvious when he when that gate closes mm-hmm. and he he looks he, he starts looking back towards it and he looks back and rides off with them and he is why would he come back? Yeah. He doesn't have to really. What are they gonna do? I guess not. He's he's going where he belongs. He's gonna be the new Mance. That's cool. He's, though. he's gonna be their king. And that's that's kind of that's where he belongs. That's who he's built his, like, a lot. He spent a lot of time like building his relationships with these people and unifying them, and being their guy. Yeah. And that that's that's where he belongs. I'm glad that he's back there. They let him pet his dog. Thank God. Yeah. I was very was upset about... that he didn't pet his dog goodbye, <laughs> but at least he pet his dog hello. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's gonna be with his dog. He's gonna go on adventures, Tormund, and his yeah. pup. I'm mad that Tormund didn't didn't get a last line. It was uh, just just stare. Game of Thrones used to have such well written dialogue, and characters never shut the fuck up. Right. And and around when the books started ex- stopping, along like season five onward, characters started talking a lot less. Yeah. And uh, 
obviously you can tell that that changes when they started not adapting material, but writing material. Right. Uh, gone was the super duper good witty dialogue that was constant. Right. Now it's, there's, 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 it's, it's there here and there, but like, you talk about the, like, like the scene in, uh, lots of quiet moments in this finale that I wasn't expecting. The scene in episode five where Tyrion and Varys are sitting down talking like that's, that, that was a, that was a good, like game of Thrones banter scene Yeah, sure. that you don't get, we didn't get too often anymore in this D and D written era of game of Thrones. Hmm. And you even had that when uh, John and Tyrion were talking in the last episode where Tyrion was locked up. That, I thought that was a good dialogue good moment, scene. too. Good yeah, scene. great scene. Actually. Once again, well acted, because all these actors are fucking hitting on point. Yeah. I feel so bad for Amelia Clark. Because, like, she has always been someone I'm like, is she a good actress or not? Because a, a lot of the early Thrones, I wasn't really feeling it. Right. Um... I think she really came into it. I think she did, and I think she pulled off um, being a a crazy evil person in the last episode pretty well. I just wish we got more time to see that. Yeah, absolutely. see that grow and see that evolve and see that make sense because it feels really hollow the way it is. Yeah, absolutely. The way it's presented is just kind of like, she's good. She's bad. (laughs) And, like, it's just like... Flick of the switch. The, the good guys are the bad guys. It's like Anakin turning evil in the prequels, not to keep talking about them, but, like, they're kind of similar in a weird way. Just because, like, in terms of, like, something beloved by nerddom in general. Right. Just having a the fan base turn on it so harshly. <laughs> D&D kind of forgot about the progression of morality. Oops. Whoops. Might be. Yeah. Yeah, th- I think, uh... The scene where uh, Daenerys and Jon are talking before you do the stabby stab, I thought was really good too. Yeah, you know, once again, Amelia Clark, like you were saying, Amelia Clark pulls off being like a fucking evil person pretty well. Her speech, yeah, was really good. Yeah, it was really good. But I also kind of hate that like they still pushed their relationship really hard. At yeah, the end and it didn't like, feel good. Made it so that Jon felt like really bad for this person that he like. Slept with once, kissed three times. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it, it felt like that relationship got pushed on us, and we were supposed to accept it, and then I never really did. It went too fast. Yes. Yes, 100% too fast. In the books, they'll probably be fucking for a whole book oh, yeah, before absolutely. they die. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, for the whole book six. Whole book seven, I'd say. Yeah, whole book they seven. Need, they'll meet by the end of six, I think. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you're right, you're I right. I don't know. If we get six, we'll see. We'll see. I don't believe it. I won't believe it till I see it. Yeah. Until it's in stores. Books are still worth a read. Still a lot of good stuff. Uh, a lot of good supplementary material, too. I'm going to read Fire and Blood. Uh, which yeah. Which is uh, Targaryen History Part 1. Basically, there's going to be a Part 2, which that frightens me because, hey, more stuff for George to distract himself with. Uh, i got to read The World of Ice and Fire, too, which is like a... Yes. They're basically both, like, fictional histories. <laughs> And uh, just, like, looking into the locations and areas and just brief histories of those areas. And it's, it's really cool. I love that crazy, cool world building. Tolkien used to do it, too. Tolkien yeah. got crazy and wrote entire languages. I don't know if George got to that point. but uh, No. He, not, but the show had, like, their own spoken languages, but I don't think there's anything, like, as ridiculous as that in the books, right? Not that I'm aware of. I yeah, think like, there is, like, a... But I think it's, like, an HBO creation, like, learn to speak Dothraki book 
Yeah. But, like, fuck that. <laughs> That's not, like, real, real. Like, uh, Tolkien used to put at the end of his books, uh, like, a little glossary thing mm-hmm. that had, like, what all the elvish letters represented. Yeah. And stuff like that. That's in the, I think it's in the back of my, uh, my old hard copy of The Hobbit. Cool. It's really neat. It has, like, a big, it has the entire elvish alphabet in it. Neat. It's really cool shit. I like that a lot. It's mm. like, damn, he fucking went ham. He did. He did. He certainly did. And set the standard. Can't beat Tolkien. That 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 crazy motherfucker. <laughs> Wonder how that movie is that goes into his life. I haven't heard anything about it. I haven't heard a damn thing, which yeah. probably isn't good. Yeah. Not that. Uh-uh. Well. Oh, uh, before we go any further, you want? To, well, well, let's finish up Game of Thrones first. Uh. I would prefer to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I almost got off we track. We still have to bitch about things. Right. Uh, <laughs> one more thing I'll say that I liked. I liked Bran becoming king. This is a controversial one. I don't like how it happened. But the pick is out of left field and it feels correct. Uh, if you open up that first book sitting over there. Yeah. The first POV is, is Bran. It, is it Bran? Well, actually, it's a prologue chapter about that guy beyond the wall who sees White Walkers for the first time. But the first named POV is Bran. I'm pretty sure. Hold on. Let me know if I'm right. Bran. Yeah. Okay. Story starts with him. Story ends with him being king. That makes perfect narrative bookmark, like, book-ended sense. Yeah. Um, Now, it's a weird choice, but I liked that it was a weird choice because it being John doesn't really work. No, and a lot of people saying, oh, John should have been king. No. It being Tyrion doesn't really work. It no, being hell a no. lot of those people doesn't really work. No. Bran is a weird choice, but it makes sense. He knows a lot of shit. That's the wisest person you could put on there, just by default. Right. He has the entirety of history contained in him, but also a lot of... In this universe... There's a lot of functions that happen underneath the king. And you notice, like, it's kind of what we got from the council room scene. Was that a lot of... There's going to be a lot of expectation from Bran for all of his all of his masters to take care of a lot of this shit. Yeah. And he's mostly going to be a big figurehead. And that's fine. That makes sense. Like, like, like it was pitched kind of by Tyrion, albeit a little weird. Uh... He's the he's the chronicle of every story of Westeros, and that's powerful to people. Yeah, if they accept that that's real, I don't know. They never really broached that subject. I guess everybody just is like, yeah, sure, Bran is omnis omni, om, omnipresent, omniscient, whatever, omnipotent, <laughs> omnipotent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just yeah, just everybody accepts it. I, I, I think you pronounce it omnipot- omnipotent, but what do you call me? I f- uh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I call you nothing. I'm talking to you. All right. I'm talking um, at you. I'm not anyway, talking to you. Like, yeah, but like the way that they presented it and the way that everybody voted and said I was kind of stupid. Yeah, that was Because dumb. like as soon as you give Sansa the opportunity to dip and just be like, nah, I'll just be my own queen in the North. The North will be its own country. Why doesn't everyone else just immediately do that? Like, oh, well, fuck. That's an option? Hi, I'm the unnamed Dornish Prince character. Hi, how you doing? Uh, that I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna just rule my own shit. I think. Uh, Hi, I'm Yara. Remember me? I was uh, I was Theon's sister. Remember me? I should have played a more bigger part in this show instead of the other Greyjoy that, that, that did more shit. 
Boo. Oh, he, he stabbed Jamie Lannister. Boo. Oh, he got him. Hey, I'm going to do the same thing because literally the Ironborn's entire character is trying to be independent for years and years and years. And right. And never succeeding. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that, that's what was weird to me. Like, yeah, like, like, why would they all just agree that, like, hey, Bran's the guy. He's our guy. Hashtag our guy. <laughs> like, everybody seemed to be convinced by Tyrion pretty easily into that. I think, uh... They they could have painted this better, but it's rushed. The way I saw hey. it was yeah, it was rushed. A lot of them were, I, I think, uh, in that moment, a lot of them were confused and didn't know what to do. So Tyrion made a reasonable enough case, and they're like, "I guess so. Yeah, sure. Go ahead, bud." And then <laughs> I want to go home. Fuck this. Right. Because <laughs> they clearly don't actually give much of a shit. Yeah. And, and also letting the it. unsullied off of the hook as bad as they did was kind of strange, considering the massive genocide that they they did take part in like right gray worm killed people whose back was turned i as far as i'm concerned he turned just as evil as denarius oh, i think so yeah uh so like they just get left off the hook and they get to go sail to their own island to become their own house and like you know i guess that just solves itself now <laughs> oh, that that got cleaned up real easy <laughs> oh and they don't answer anything about the dothraki so i guess they're just like out and about <laughs> they're savages. <laughs> there, there should have only been like twenty of them. Yeah, but there was like hundreds. So, like, <laughs> what no. the fuck? Yeah, the numbers don't make sense in the no. show at all. No, they didn't. Think when about you that show one. like literally all of them charge into the dead and then they all die, that should be what happened. <laughs> I would have been I mean, fine had, with that. You had some of them running back, but like, yeah, but like five. Yeah, <laughs> not two hundred. At, at most, there should have been like ten or twenty of them. <sighs> And so that's stupid. it. And there should have been only like, I don't know, maybe 200 Unsullied. Yeah, for sure. And that's it? Maybe yeah. maybe 100? It looks like there was thousands standing there watching Daenerys' speech. Right. Craziness. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. They it's... just get to fuck off and there's not really much answers about that. Oh, same with the dragon, by the way. Uh, instead of writing an actual exit for Drogon, they just had him pick up Daenerys and... <laughs> and fly away. I mean, he said, fuck this. After which, doing like, a, after understanding metaphors and burning down the Iron Throne, which was very smart of the dragon to know that. Dragons are smart. Are they that smart? Yes. They understand symbolism? Yes. That's the thing that's already been addressed. When? The, Specifically that they understand symbolism? Not symbolism in particular, but they're incredibly smart. You have to admit it's a bit of a weird stretch. It's a stretch, but like... They did it for the moment. Right. And it's fine. It's a good moment. But it's weird that it just fucks off and then doesn't kill John. That's what that's the part that gets me right there. I figured it would kill John. And then it's even weirder that the Unsullied don't in turn kill John. Immediately. Yeah, you figure without without Danny like actually locking people up, uh, stuff would go even further into chaos without right. an actual person in charge of them. Yeah. And like Grey Worm, Worm was already just sacrificing prisoners. Right. Grey Worm doesn't have right. sympathy. I mean, the only thing the only thing I can assume is like this from the show being too rushed and not having context behind things. The only thing I can assume is uh, there was a lot of Northern Army, yeah, there, and they were probably back at their camp, and then they figured out that Jon Snow was captured, and then they were like, "If you touch him, we're marching in right now and we're fighting." Yeah, I guess so. And, and then Sansa came with even more, and right? All that. Okay, I, I, that's what I would assume cool. happened. Show just, me that, right? Show me that, and let me know what's happening, please. It's a lot of inferring that like we just don't get. Right. Instead, they have to make time so that Edmure joke can happen. 
You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of strange. The, the stuff that they chose to spend time on in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Like we gotta um, know that Sweet Robin got g- grown up. All that milk made him tall and strong and handsome, apparently. Oh, that mother's milk. Aw, uh, yeah. Mmm. Titty milk. <laughs> <laughs> People were thirsting after him. Yeah, I know. It was on funny. On Twitter, it was funny as shit. The actor is very happy about it. He's like, I never thought this would happen. <laughs> After my role in the show was sucking on a titty. And drinking titty milk. <laughs> drinking titty milk make you strong. It's uh, Westeros Wheaties, dude. It's titty milk. I, I'm very looking forward to when the books handle that council scene, if we get a version of it. Because there will be characters present that matter more. And aren't just like, hi, I'm unnamed Prince of Dorne. <laughs> I don't have any lines, but I'm just happy to be here. Happy that Dorne gets to have a point. Yay! Oh, great. <laughs> I read very explicitly wrote it out of the show because it sucked. Yeah. Ooh. Really bad. The one the one good thing Euron did was kill the fuck out of the Sand Snakes. That was good. Yeah, fuck them. But it was a problem that the show itself created, so... How good is it, really? Right, right. I also like the council room scene where you got all of our lads talking about shit. I did, too. A couple of our friends complained about this and said it was, like, sitcom-y and, like, overly jokey. I have liked you, it. Had, like, have, do, do these people remember these council room scenes when Tyrion was there? Yeah, a lot of them were quipitastic. Right! Yeah. This is, like, a standard thing for this. They're... they're Getting some kind of joy out of their shitty jobs. A lot of people are mad that Braun is on the council. And while, yes, admittedly, that may be a poor choice. Once again, they could have gave us a I scene. I like it. I don't care. They could have gave us a scene where Braun was like, well, now that Jamie's dead and I'm not necessarily getting his end of the stuff, you need to give me more. And then Tyrion was like, fuck. <laughs> fuck off. No, he's fine. He gets to be master of coin. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's how he the, got How it. much more money does he need <laughs> at that point? He has the money. He is the money now. <laughs> that was great. That's probably why he wanted it so bad. It's funny. I don't know. There was a, someone made a video that was like the real ending and it was like uh, freeze frames uh, of all the characters and where are they now? Like text showing up set to uh, everybody wants to rule the world. Oh my god! And it's amazing. The one for Braun just says uh, Braun was stabbed to death in a bar three days from now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, that could easily happen. Absolutely it's believable. Oh my god! Uh, but like, yeah, I don't know. Is it really that big of a stretch? Our president is. A reality TV show host business mogul. And you're telling me Braun is a big stretch to get into politics? Right. <laughs> Come on, man. He had done some shit to get in there, but that's that's part for the course with him. Everybody's murdered somebody to get to the top, man, in this I think, show. Uh, I think everybody else were excellent choices. I like, uh, I love Davos being there. I love Davos living to the end of the show. It feels earned. Davos is a good, good boy, all right? Davos is one of my favorites. I like that when he was voting, he was like, I'm not sure I get a vote, <laughs> but I. So uh, a friend of mine uh-huh. has has a theory that the Three-Eyed Raven orchestrated everything. Yes, I actually I That's actually funny as divides this. I yeah. talked about this right after the episode was done. Yeah. 
I mean, it's funny as hell to think about. Because, like, like, is the Three-Eyed Raven good, per se? No. Three-Eyed Raven doesn't give a shit about... Three neutral. Right. Anybody Doesn't else. want the destruction of everything, and that's where the priorities end. Right. Uh, and now it's the leader of the world. So, uh... Or so we thought... Yeah. That, that's where his priorities lie. Well, maybe his priorities were to become the leader of the world. Right. Who's to say that Bran didn't warg into Drogon and then burn everyone? That's not. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. You have to destroy... Yes, he did. Because you have to destroy King's Landing in order to rebuild King's Landing with wheelchair ramps. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And you know what? With the destruction of the Iron Throne, it's good that... He has his own throne. It's a chair. With wheels. Can we talk about how shitty it is that when Tyrion brings him up, he's just like, Bran the Broken. Now, Bran the Broken is used in the books, but it's used to demean and insult Bran specifically. Right. Calling him Bran the Broken is a shitty thing to do. D&D didn't remember that. <laughs> I guess so. And then they just decided, like, you know, there could be a, a turn where Bran is like, no, I'll embrace this nickname now. I'll, t I'll take it back. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, and he's like, yeah, I'm Bran the Broken, but I'm not, my spirit isn't broken, just my legs. So fuck you. Yeah, I am Bran the Broken, you know? I think a lot like of it. Like Tyrion embracing, like, I'm the imp, fuck you, or something like that. You know what I mean? What he, what he did. Yes. But it's never really presented in that way that I can remember. No, and also, well, that's because so he, became, just mean. <laughs> he became Dr. Branhatton to give, give a fuck about what other people called him anymore. Right. He just gave a fuck about becoming but king. I know that there's actual crippled people that are mad. As they should be. Yes. <laughs> because it's like, you know, I'm not broken. Like, come on, Game of Thrones. That's just furthering stereotypes. Yeah. And I agree. That's mean. Yeah. Even though we just made... <laughs> Wheelchair accessible joke. There's so many different things you could have called him. Bran. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Bran the Broken. Okay, Tyrion the Midget, shut up. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Tyrion Bran the just imp. gets in his face. <laughs> Fuck, man. I was just trying to make you king. What the hell? <laughs> uh, when do you think I came all this way? So. You didn't come there. Why do you think I had someone push me all this way? Uh, that's, that's bad. Uh, 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 so oh what well. do you think he's doing at the end? Do you think he finds Drogon with his ravens? I'm sure he eventually does. I'm not sure if they do anything about it. I think... Well, I mean, we're never going to find out. Right. I think you just speculation, right? You yeah. would speculate that Drogon takes, takes his mom's corpse and fucks off because he's fucking done. <laughs> He doesn't like like we're well, like we talking about dragons are smart, right? And sure. do you, do you think he gives a shit about any of this now that his mom's dead? No, but like, what's he gonna do? Is he gonna go die or something? Probably. That's sad. You just go like live the rest of its long ass dragon life somewhere. It's gonna go burn and eat some thatch roof cottages. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Um, that's probably that's where they'll find them. Burning out some thatch root cottages, and yeah, they'll get in on them. So, Game of Thrones was a great show, and then it turned into a not so great show. So, what is it? At the end of the day, I think uh, a great show with a spotty end. I'd say that evens out to a seven out of ten. Yep. <laughs> I did the math before because I'm like I, I'm 
pretty confident that I can say that the first four seasons of Game of Thrones have a few flaws, but are generally some of the best television ever produced. Yes. For, for any cable studio or anything. Right. Just anything. Those are all like nine out of ten seasons. Five is where it hits a snag with Dorn and meandering plots that I just didn't care for as much, like Arya training in the House of Black and White. Yeah. Some of that stuff's cool, but it just goes on for way too long. Right, that's a lot of what five is. As fast-paced as the show becomes in season six, seven, and eight, five drags ass. Right. Five is like a six out of ten. Or a seven out of ten. And then six, I think, is great and one of the best seasons they ever did. Yeah. It really makes me wonder how it went to shit because that is mostly original material. Right. I wonder if Martin had more information about what will make well, up considering... Winds of Winter as opposed to A Dream of Spring. Right. Is possible. Because he was working on it, so. Yeah. He probably even had material to just straight up give them. I wouldn't be surprised. Read. That makes sense. Uh, I mean, there will certainly be differences. Who knows if Stannis will die the same way. <laughs> Will he become the grill master? We like, don't know for sure. We already know. I I I said this before. So Stannis is still the grill master, despite Danny burning an entire city. You know, because it's like just like manufacturing it, where he had to to grill his daughter by hand. And <laughs> you know the SpongeBob episode where Which he has one specifically. <laughs> Oh, shit. Which, which Spongebob episode are you comparing the burning of women and children <laughs> to? Which episode does that happen in? It's, uh, hold on. It's the, uh, it's the episode where he has the grill off with, uh... The Fry Cook Games. Yeah, the Fry Cook Hell Games. Hell yeah. Yeah, where he has the, the grill off with, uh, what's his name? That's Patrick, you idiot. No, 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 not Patrick. We're, we're talking about the wrong thing. Okay. We're talking about the wrong thing. Is he the, the king of Atlantis? Oh, oh, Neptune. Neptune, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay, so, yeah. that is a different one. Yeah, it's the grill-off yeah. with Neptune, and SpongeBob spends all this time making one burger, and he's, like, making, like... And it's the like, perfect burger. Right, and he's making, yeah. like, hundreds of just shitty-ass manufactured dumb burgers. Yeah. That's what that is. Stannis is the grill master. Quantity over quality. Right. Um. What? <laughs> this is a terrible <laughs> metaphor. This doesn't work. Burning that little girl is one of the worst things that's ever happened in this show. Right. It's one of the worst things they've ever decided to do. It felt just like shock value for shock value. Sad. Hated it. Yeah, me too. I thought uh, I thought it was horrible. It, like, ruined Stan. I think the, the entirety of what they do with Stannis just ruined him. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. It sucks. It's him getting manipulated. Like, I'm not as big of a stand for Stannis as some people, but, like, I don't... Th it would take a lot. For him to get to the point to burn his daughter. Much like I think it would take a lot for Daenerys to get to the point where she burns women and children alive and kills all of them. It would right. take a lot. And right. we didn't get to see the lot. We just rushed to the conclusion. Like, maybe that is what happens in the books. But if that is what happens in the books, Stannis has to be broken down to his lowest point. And, like, feel like this is literally the only way to get out of this situation or something like that. Right. Which is how they try to present it, but it doesn't feel right. It didn't feel earned. Anyway, fuck Game of Thrones. It's great. I hate it. I love it. Right. I want more. I want less. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to read the books. I'm fickle about it. I don't know. I guess I'll uh, I'll come back from time to time and let you all know how the book readings are going. Yeah. 
I'm thinking about doing a reread, uh, maybe closer to when we have an idea of when Winds of Winter is coming out. So I'd like to do something with it, talk about it. Yeah, sure. But I don't know specifically what. Uh, at a later date. At yeah, a later we'll, date. Yeah, like next year. Unspecified later date because it depends on George. Are you going to write? Are you Martin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What what a champ. We saw something way better in Game of Thrones. We did. John Wick 3. Oh my god. That's right, everyone. John Wick is wick, wicking at it again in the, wickety, in the third wickety, wickety, wickety. in the third wiki wick John Wick. And not the last one. Parabellwick. Yeah. That's the one. Do you want to spoil it or not? I don't care personally. I feel like our podcast just spoils everything we talk about anyway. I mean, I guess we can. John Wick spoilers. You should watch if you're a human being who enjoys action movies to any extent. You should watch all of the John Wick movies. Yeah, because they're they're like really, really amazing action films. All three of them. Some of the best, if yeah. not the best, action films ever made. I like uh, I like the raid better and Mad Max Fury Road. Nah, I don't like Mad Max Fury Road as much. Mad Max Fury Road is a different kind of film. Right. Uh, obviously a lot of it is spectacle, but a lot of it is intentionally maybe something you give more thought to, uh, actually, which is interesting. There are bigger, I think, social commentaries that can be had with Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, absolutely. Than John Wick 3, which is just like, kind of like, doesn't really matter in that kind of sense at all. No, not at all. Um, the story is the thing that matters the least about the John Wick movies, but I am still invested and interested in yeah, this yeah, world, absolutely. and I'm I'm curious to see where it goes next they because do it is not. going somewhere next, which is crazy to think yeah. about. They are they are doing they do like do a lot for the world building. Yeah, and it makes you care enough about the plot in John mm-hmm. Wick to. To keep it moving, which is really good, really well executed, just enough to keep you interested. And they introduce, they slowly introduce new concepts that are, that take place in the world to you with each film that puts it together and makes it more interesting as it goes on. It's very well made. Uh, like I said, I, I still like the Raid better as an action film. I want to rewatch the Raid Two. I've only seen the Raid Two once. The Raid Two is really good. I love it. The Raid 1 is simpler, and I think I like it more because of that. Yeah. But I, 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 John Wick 3 made me want to rewatch The Raid 2, actually, and The Raid 1, because Mad Dog's in it. Yeah, I don't know is. the actor's name. I think the other guy is from The Raid as well, but he's plays minor parts, usually. Yeah. Um, it's game-recognized game, you know? You Absolutely. put them in your movie to have a big fight scene. That's game-recognized game. You know that the, you ain't wasting those motherfuckers like J.J. Abrams did in The Force Awakens. Right. <laughs> like, let them have a fight scene. Why are you putting them in the movie? Let them be the Knights of Ren, please. Oh, my God. Be sick. Yeah. But no, you can't, can't do that. Stupid. But here, they do not waste them at all. They can no. have a great fight scene with John Wick, and there's even some, like, meta references where they're like, well, we're better than him. He's old and shit like that. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. And then, like the, the and the thing where Mad Dog like helps him up and stuff like that. Oh, that's it's all so good. That's all references. And yeah, yeah. It's so good. It, it's it pays like some great homage to that movie. Lots of great cameos in this movie. Speaking of Game of Thrones, Braun is in this movie. Yeah, this is your great. boy Jerome Flynn. 
Lena Headley's least favorite person to ever exist. I don't know if you know about that fun trivia. Oh, really? Cersei's actress, Lena Headley. Yeah. Used to be married, or at least uh, romantically involved, with Jerome Flynn, who plays Bronn. I believe they have one scene together in Game of Thrones, and then never again, because she literally refuses to work with that man. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Uh, It's why, like, when... Cersei has to tell Bronn something. It's more like Kyburn tells Bronn something because, like, they do not have scenes together. Oh, man. But regardless of their personal issues, I, I hope that he's a great guy because he's great in everything he's in. He was absolutely fantastic at this movie. He was. So was Halle Berry. Yeah, uh, that surprised me. I thought she was going to have a bigger role, but what she did do is, like, she's basically just as badass as John Wick, and she has two murder dogs. Which was great. That was some of the best action in the movie. It kind of this kind of is a thing that shows you like the people who run the all of the uh, all the hotels. Yeah. In this universe, are like the most talented people at their jobs. Possibly. I don't know if Winston. I think Winston probably was. He said he was He's running old. that hotel for forty years. Yeah. So you got to think like maybe before that he was like a, a highly skilled assassin. Yeah. And then, like, he, but then he went to run this concierge, and he just, like, he's, and then, you know, you just spend your life there, and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you lose some of that, you get old, and that's probably, what it uh, is. Probably same with the Hobo King, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which, goddamn, dude, just, are these leading into the Matrix because their plots are more intertwined than I know, it's so on. funny. <laughs> I love it. This is inside the Matrix, dude. That's why it doesn't exactly take place on planet Earth. <laughs> this um, is what the Matrix became after Revolutions. Neo is stuck in it, and he thinks he's someone named John Wick. Oh my god! So is Morpheus after he gets killed in the Matrix Online. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming back. At the end of the fourth movie, the Trinity shows up. They're like, "What?" Trying to jack him back out. She's dead, though. This is what I'm saying. All the dead people go to, into the Matrix as code. Oh, and then they become... Yeah. Oh. If you're going to make a sequel to The Matrix, you got to have some way that everybody comes back. No one's ever really gone. <laughs> no one's ever really gone. But speaking of no one's ever really gone, I was under the impression that this was going to be the last John Wick movie and he was yeah. going to die. Absolutely. And, and no. Now I think it's not even close to the last John Wick movie because 4 is confirmed by the ending. And I'm convinced that 4 is not going to be the end either. I think it's just going to keep expanding and they're just going to keep making these. I'm okay. And I'm gonna it. keep making them open ended. It's gonna be like the new Fast and Furious, except less ridiculous, but like more ridiculous, in a way. Ridiculous, but uh, more sophisticated. Right there, it is. Yeah, that's it. John Wick's way more sophisticated. It's not as stupid as like The Rock going like, "Oorah!" and like yelling in an island setting <laughs> with explosions happening. I don't know. I feel like I've I've been to the movies like eight times this year so far, and like every time there's that Hobbs and Shaw trailer, every time, and I'm sick of it. <laughs> that movie looks like dumb fun. Don't get me wrong, it probably is, but man, I'm sick of seeing that trailer. Jason Statham. Oh my god, I actually kind of want to see it. I I have a weird I have a weird thing with the Fast and Furious series, where I know they're fucking stupid, and I, I, they've I like, almost transcended partially? it at this point, though. They have, they um, they have for a little bit now. I've only ever seen one, which is just stupid. Right. It's a okay. Movie, so is the second one. Stupid. Second one's stupid. Mm-hmm. Third one's fun. Also stupid. 
And then from there, they just kind of start realizing what this is. Yeah. And they go harder and harder into it with each entry. I'm excited to watch those at one point. They're fun. Yeah. I would, I would be completely okay with doing them for Genujab, but it's a little long. How many are there? Eight? Eight, yes. And then now nine. Nah, yeah, it'll be nine after spin-off. this. Right. Uh, apparently they're making nine and ten. Yes. And then that's going to be it. Right. But they'll probably do spinoffs like Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure if it does well enough, there'll be a Hobbs and this Shaw too. This is what's too. rumored, at least. No one knows for sure. My person knows is Vin Diesel. <laughs> that's what we're going to do. We're going to watch the Riddick movies. <laughs> hey, man. The first one? Pitch Black. Great movie. I've never seen it. Pitch Black is great. I've heard it's not really a Riddick movie. He's just in it. Right. It's uh, not really and about And then him. it becomes a Riddick franchise, which yes. is strange. Yeah, I don't know. It's really uh, weird. Yeah, he's he's just a uh, he's a character in yes. Pitch Black. Yeah, you know, albeit an important character. Well, I didn't say that, but it's like it's like if uh, I, I don't know, what would be a good example. I'm trying to think of something. It's like it's like he's a spinoff, but then he's the franchise now because they never spun off any of the other things in it. It's weird. I don't know. But anywho, see John Wick three. Please, for the love of God. Yeah, We've please. seen it twice already because it was so fucking good. <laughs> I needed to see that book kill again, you know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> needed to see that twice. Ugh. That was one of the best kills in the whole movie, and it's right at the beginning. My lord. <laughs> Everybody, at the when we saw because we went, the first time we went to see it, we went to see when those, uh, those, like, Thursday night showings. It was, like, the second one. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of people went to this who were really excited about John Wick. There's a lot of people who, like, People who go to see these those showings usually really want to see that movie. And uh, so when that scene happened, everybody in the theater fucking lost it. It was so good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the audience interactivity of these movies is great. Where yeah. people just it was go a, like, whoa! It was a different experience seeing it on a Tuesday when it's cheap day. And a lot of people just go to see a movie. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who uh, had different reactions from the John Wick fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was very interesting. <laughs> People gasp when he gets shot at the end and falls off the building and gets fucked up so bad. What, do they progress how he gets fucked up in the next one, you think? Because, like, he, he lost a... He got shot. He lost a finger. He got stabbed. He got the shit kicked out of him. And then he fell off a roof. Oh, I'm sure he's so, all like, fucked up. in the next one, what happens? Do they cut off his legs and arms, and then in the next one, he's just, like, <laughs> torso? <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> How much more can this man take? Not much more. I think it's going to be part of it. Yeah. Him starting to break down a little bit. Maybe. Maybe. But hopefully not before we get, like, John Wick in space, the seventh that's, one. Yeah, I was about to say, that's, that's number seven. You go to space in the seventh one. Six is island vacation. Tropical he gets, uh, he gets, gets the, basically dropped into the plot of the movie Battle Royale. Not the genre of game, the movie. Yeah! <laughs> uh, allegedly, so there's several projects in development. Um, John Wick 4 confirmed already to have a 2021 release date in May. Right. There's a potential, uh, there's a TV show coming out called The Continental, which is uh, not necessarily going to be about John Wick, but it's going to be about the universe. He is going to be in it, is confirmed. Oh, okay, that's cool. But we don't know to what extent or when this takes place or what. Probably will just be side stories that take place in the universe. I'm very much into that. That's fine. Now, something else to consider is they're doing a spinoff movie apparently called Ballerina. 
And I didn't know what that was referring to until maybe this movie. When we get to see his, uh, maybe training grounds, that weird Russian place with the ballerinas and the fighting and stuff. Might have to do with that. But then there's a fourth thing. And I've never seen in this movie called Atomic Blonde that uh, the people behind John Wick also made. But there's apparently going to be a crossover between these two franchises at some point in the future. Atomic Blonde and John Wick. Maybe they fight. I don't know. I'm up for anything. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do whatever they want as long as they keep it interesting and ridiculous. Yeah, I hope they just don't get, like, I hope their eyes don't get bigger than the pie. You know what I mean? Because, like, that seems like an awful lot of John Wick. But we'll see. Yeah. If, if they temper their expectations a bit and maybe make, like, two of these instead of all four. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of makes me worried like how HBO is going to make five Game of Thrones prequels and I'm like that's too much don't do it it reminds me of when Disney was like hey Star Wars we're going to have this trilogy and this trilogy and this trilogy yeah, they slowed that way down Solo is going to be a trilogy at one point and then they were like oh the first one bad oops not a trilogy no more I hate... This is something that Hollywood always does, is when something starts to make money, they go too far into it. Oversaturate. Yeah, and then they reel back once they stops making them money. Gotta come out with ten Guitar Hero games in one year, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, large exactly large AAA game companies adopt that same concept where they jam it down your throat. You look at it like... For example, it's a new story we can kind of bleed into. Um, oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, know exactly what you're Yeah, say. Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh... They're, they've been on year? the schedule. Yeah, they've been, it's, it's been coming out every year since, I think, 2013. Maybe even before that. I'm trying to remember. Since, uh, since I think, Call of Duty 3. Or, I think, yeah, I think Modern Warfare 1 was the year after Call of Duty 3. Yeah. So, it was... Call, Modern Warfare 1 was Call of Duty 4. So, maybe, right. yeah. So, it, it's been going on for almost two decades now. They've been doing this. It's a lot of COD games. Right. There's a shit ton of COD games. So they, they, they established this system eventually where there's three companies making COD games right. at the same time. So they have three years to make a game. Infinity Ward, Treyarch, and Sledgehammer? Yes. So the Sledgehammer game is the one that's going poorly. Yeah. So what happened... Not this year's COD, but next year's next COD. Next year's COD. Okay, 20, so what happened is... 20 COD. This one was going to be a little different in that it was made in full collabor- collaboration with Ravens. Raven, the game company Raven. What um, do they do? They design a lot of the multiplayer for every Call of Duty game. Okay. They are uh, not. They're still involved, but not as heavily. I think they do the DLC for the Treyarch games. I got you. And they're more heavily involved in the multiplayer in the uh, Infinity Ward and Sledgehammer ones. And they do a good job. Raven's actually like a sleepy good developer. Okay. And but they kind of just do Call of Duty work for Activision now, and so. I think Activision recognized that, and so what they wanted to do was Sledgehammer and Raven were going to fully collab on this 20, uh, 2020 Call of Duty game. That ended up going south, apparently because there was a lot of conflictions on what to do. Some of that might come from uh, the two leads of Sledgehammer left, I think, yeah. last year. Yeah. They left the company, so you have new leads on it. And by the way, those people found Sledgehammer, and then they left. Yes. Probably because they didn't want to do Call of Duty anymore. Don't I blame don't blame them. them. Don't blame them. 
do something different with your talents. That's, what, that's why Respawn left. Yeah, yeah. That's why, well, that's why the, the Modern Warfare guys left and made Respawn. Uh-huh. And now they're still making like 10 out of 10 games. Yeah, but it's what they want to do. They would still be making COD. Right. Um, now and they, they get to make a Star Wars game and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, they, they got to make Titanfall and Apex Legends and now a Star Wars game. They feel much more like passion products than... Modern COD, I'd oh, yeah, say. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, God, Titanfall is just... It, it, it's, sh- Titanfall is Respawn just showcasing all of its all of its like great FPS stuff that they've gotten from Call of Duty. Yes. And then adding their own unique twist to it, and it's really good. Making it very mobile, which is fun. But anyway, back to this Call of Duty game. Because of the turmoil in that, this game was basically a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. And it was not going to come out in time. So they decided to just grab Treyarch and tell him, all right, you make got, this one too. Yeah, you got one less year. Ah, fuck. <laughs> so now that, that fucks up their order of things because now what the fuck are they going to do? What year was Treyarch going to come out with their own one? It would, be, would have been the year after, but 2021. Okay, so now they're probably dividing resources, I assume. Or they're not making a game in 2021. <sighs> will that be the first year without a COD in like a decade? Maybe? I think there That's still wild. will be a COD Maybe or maybe they'll outsource it to another developer. Developer, right? They might put a new developer has in. enough wings, I'm sure. Or just let Sledgehammer make a new game, and then they just fuck. They just change the rotation. Who knows? Yes. What uh, what is very interesting and something that's kind of been circulating around a little bit is COD might be exploring into the free to play market, probably because oh. they're going to chase to try to chase the success of Fortnite. Oh fuck! And. Even though it's still making a lot of money, Call of Duty has been making less money as of late. And you it's know how it's not the king of video games anymore. Yeah, that's Fortnite now. Yeah, and if we go with sales, GTA Five blew everything out of the water. Well, yeah, Rockstar is kind of like on a thing in their own. I don't think anybody yeah. can, can catch up to them. No, because they're not only are their games so sparse, but you know people see that and they're like, we need to do those numbers when we're Call of Duty and we used to have those numbers. Right, but you know what I the, mean? the reality of it is the Rockstar does those numbers because they only put out a game every six they years. They don't put out a game every year, right? Yeah, they only put out a game like every six years or so. Activision makes way more money as a result because they come out with a COD every year. Right, but and Rockstar makes, makes enough to be highly profitable. Yeah. Where like you even Red Dead Redemption Two, which is the Red Red Dead is less successful than GTA, obviously it always yeah, will but be. it's still selling a it's still in, load. It's still insane, and it's going to continue for years. Yeah, that's the thing about it. I haven't even picked it up yet, yeah. and I'm still going to be paying sixty dollars for it when I do. Red Dead Online's starting to finally come into its own. It's, it 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 kind of went off the same way GTA Five did, where when the Bad online at first, first hit, good later, right? But they sure. they, they this time they were specifically like this is a beta and it's not finished yet. Okay. But we're going to put this playable out to the public so you guys can give us feedback. There was a whole point behind the Red Dead uh, online beta. That's fair. So I mean, now the it's... online is a bonus anyway. Right. Red Dead looks like a oh, $60 God. title and a half. Well, yeah. So. For, just for what you're... You get so much out of that. I said just, just playing through the story is really long. It's incredible. It's one of the best game narratives I've In ever experienced. In terms of hours of content, that's probably the best bargain out there right now. I think... I, I like The more I think about it, the more I think I like it better than the first one. Which is kind of crazy. Now, now, granted, hours aren't everything. Some of my right. favorite games are not hundred hour long. In right. fact, but I would prefer them not. The thing to be. where the thing where this game, where something like Red Dead takes that, is that it's a lot of hours of 
incredible content the yes. whole time. And that's that's the thing that a lot of open world games fail to hit. And that's because and the reason they could refine it oh, to that we're level. We're seeing lots of examples of that right now. Oh, yeah. People shitting all over Rage Two and Days Gone. Yeah, because they're know. a little hollow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the problem because you, they're not spending six years <laughs> with a shit ton of people making these games. And that's fine. You don't have to do that, but you, you're not going to be able to copy that formula. Don't try. And uh, Call of Duty's going to try to do that with Fortnite, and they shouldn't try. They're going to try to make a Fortnite-like game, I think, out of Call of Duty. They're going to make a free-to-play. I think maybe maybe the 2021 Call of Duty game won't be a $60 purchase title. I think they might finally enter the free-to-play market with Call of Duty. Yikes. Yikes. And then just put Call of Duty out as a free-to-play game, and then try to just continuously update it, make a game as a service that costs nothing to get into, but an ass ton of money to get all the good good, which is what Fortnite does. They'll have a battle pass and everything, because every game has a fucking battle pass now. Dude, I started playing Dauntless, right? Yeah, is that which that Monster is like, Hunter one? Yeah, it's a lot like Monster, Monster Hunter-esque. Hunter-esque. Mm-hmm. Gameplay's pretty fun. I, I, I didn't get to play it for long because the servers went down. Oh, okay. Because uh, they just opened the floodgates for consoles, so it like oh, and then they went were like, ham. Yikes! And they're a small company, and they're <laughs> That's like, oh, a lot of numbers, right? And it actually got pretty popular quick. Yeah, free Monster Hunter would be an idea that latches on, I would assume. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. it was pretty popular as it is on PC, and yeah, yeah. yeah and I think like I said I think it's I think it's a good game. I just need to get further into it, but I didn't have a chance. Uh, they uh, so they they had that kind of problem that sucked, but. Oh, I, I enjoyed what I what I was playing, uh, but I started the game up and had a fucking battle pass. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, of course, Jusby." <laughs> I was like, "Why does this game need a fucking battle pass?" Because it's free. I hate but it, but it can't be. <laughs> I mean, it can be. I'm not going to spend any money on it. I've successfully. I know, but they need to make money, right. so they're going to push the fuck out of that. I've successfully you know. played most free to play games completely free. I'm one of those guys. I don't. And sometimes I'll give. Things money like the I loved. Whale. I loved Apex Legends so much that I actually did give them money to buy their battle pass. Sure, but that's because one, I knew I was going to play it a lot and make that worth it to me. And was two, because it worth it? yes, okay. I, I think it's basically if as long as you're playing it enough, a lot of these battle passes, as long as they're not too shitty, are designed so if you do all the stuff in them, you get enough currency to purchase the next battle pass for free. So if you play the game religiously enough and you love it enough, it's worth it for that one-time buy-in. Okay. Because then you'll get all this extra content for basically free as long as you keep playing. So if you know you're going to keep playing the game, it's worth it. And I know I'm going to keep playing Apex Legends for a long time. It's my my favorite online shooter right now. So I'll, I'll play that a lot. And so that was worth it to me, and I'm almost done with it. But... We'll, we'll get we'll get cross that bridge when we get to it. Am I ever gonna play Dauntless enough to buy their battle pass? No. I'm sure there's some people that are, and that's where they make their money. Hmm. And there's always a free version and a paid version. Paid version gives you all the cool shit. Free version just gives you some like dumb trickle shit, making you want to buy the the big version. That's the idea. I hate it. I don't think every game needs one. I think they're great for battle royale games. Yeah. Yeah. Not for every game ever. No. Because then you start to get the crap. Right. Buy these guns, buy these guns, buy these loot crates. Yeah, it's really bad. Come on, senators. <laughs> Let's <laughs> yeah. go, please. Get that shit the keep fuck buying, out of here. Keep buying loot boxes and each one's empty, like in the uh, like in the game Shakedown Hawaii. 
that what I've been playing. What a masterpiece that game is. Yes, actually, uh, we'll, we'll transition to that. Stop talking about Call of Duty, because Jesus Christ, yeah, it's probably going free to play, and it sucks. I hate Call of Duty. Anyway. Modern Warfare 4, baby! That's going to happen, probably. That's the rumor right now. Yeah, I'm sure when GameStop... Well, it's not even a rumor. It's just like, basically, everyone knows it, but hasn't said for sure. Right. The next COD, this year's COD, Modern Warfare 4. Or Modern Warfare something, you know. 4. It would be the fourth one, but I don't know if it'll be called that. Or if right. it'll be just like... Can you have two subtitles? <laughs> yeah, dude. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Super Duper Modern Warfare. <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Moderner. Reloaded. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Reckless. Shakedown Hawaii. <laughs> This is a game that uh, I first heard about two years ago, I think. Uh, Nintendo Indie Direct, the first one that they did. Yeah. And then they showed this game, and I was hella interested from the get. Because um, it looked like just like a really cool fucking, like, River City Ransom-esque open world thing where you had guns and you got to do cool missions. Um, the final product that I got is not at all what I thought it was going to be, and I'm happy about it. Because this is the most well-executed capitalism satire that I've played <laughs> ever. Yeah, it's better than it's better than when GTA does it. Honestly, the gameplay in GTA is better, but this handles that aspect of it. I think way better. You play. It, it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, in its takedown of uh, just complete and utter takedown of just every capitalism meme you could think of. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it tackles how it does it. It tackles the gaming industry, it tackles loot boxes, cola companies, uh, lobbyists, everything. It, Gift cards. It, everything you could fucking <laughs> think of, it tackles it, and it makes it hilarious, and, like, makes complete bullshit out Have of it. Have you beat it yet? No, I'm, I'm getting close. I, I watched uh, Josh beat it. Yeah? And I think the only thing I don't like, but I kind of like... Is how it just kind of ends. Because it's just constant escalation. Yeah. And it just like constantly gets worse. And the things you're doing are like bad, 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 bad on an upward slope. Right. Uh, and, and not to like ruin how it ends for you or anything. But like it's just, I don't know. It's just kind of like they had to just, well it has to end at some point And they just <laughs> decided. Like, I don't know. And it doesn't make any, like, major statement. Like, now you have to pay for all the capitalism you did. Like, no. 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 That's not the point. <laughs> You're not supposed to. It's very much like a GTA in that respect, where, like, the end of the game isn't the characters, you know, suffering hardship for all their bad decisions. It's just, it just ends. Right. That's <laughs> the point. I love it. It's so Like, funny. you just kill another bad guy or something. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> Actually, kind of in my head canon works as a sequel to Vice City. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, because, like, your CEO maiden character man is Tommy Versetti, right? Yeah. You now live he's in a, really old. You live in a South Island paradise, and you used to run this shit, but then you just got really old and stopped giving a fuck. And you just let it all fester, and now it's bad, and then you come back. Yeah, come and fix it. It's Vice City 2. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of it has to... There's a whole aspect of this game, like, where you're buying property, and it, it reminds you of a game called uh, Venture Capitalist. I've where, heard of that. Yeah, it's, it's like a... 
it's like an auto clicker type game, but the idea is that you're like creating like a, a capitalist empire and it's satirical. And it's sort of, it's like that, where you're just, like, buying up all of this shit. You're trying to own the whole island, and you're just adding shitty multipliers that make your businesses shady as fuck to earn you more money. Okay. And it multiplies the amount of money you make. So, That's for example, like... what's happening in this. Right, yeah. It, it's the same exact thing in this game. You add gift cards, you get a two times multiplier to the amount of money you get, because you're making people buy gift cards. And it's just shit like that. <laughs> it's so well executed. I don't want to give too much more of it away. I think it's worth it. Everybody play it that it's even very much like even remotely enjoys like like 2D open world shit. Yeah. Um, it's not that hard to get a grasp of how it plays. It's very easy to play. It's very simple. I've yeah. played it for like five minutes and I feel like I could beat the whole game. Right. And I'm it, going to. I'm going to buy it. It doesn't introduce many big new concepts to you. That's not the point. It's not meant to be very challenging. You could look for challenge and in challenges in the game. but Those are the hardest things. Me and Josh were playing them right yeah those are hard they're hard right they're hard as shit but that's the those are the like the, kind of like the extra stuff you could decide to do if you yeah, want yeah sure it's not the story right you, you could play the game through. very simply yeah absolutely you can you could own the whole island very simply it just takes time yeah yeah if it's a lot of fun everybody go play that game it deserves the money let them make another one i would agree i think they're doing dlc or something for it. oh yeah mm. How, that's coming out on the 3ds later this year Oh, Shakedown Hawaii is? Yes. That's awesome. That's a great 3DS game. Weird, though. <laughs> it's a great Switch game, too. I bought it on PS4, just so because me and my brother have like a share play thing going on, yeah. so we could share it. But if I was just buying it for myself, I'd buy it on Switch. Yeah, I think I it's the you. best place to play it. It's a good, good portable game, Yeah, I think. Yeah, just buy it on whatever. It don't even have a plat, which is lame, because it should. Yeah, um, it should. Every, All it needed was the Platinum should. Trophy. Should have talked to Greg Miller, fellas. Yeah. Y'all should have talked to Greg Miller. Should always talk to Greg Miller. And he'll get you that plat. Get he'll, the plat. He'll help you get that plat. He would. That's what he does. He does that for a lot of people. <laughs> he'll also consult him about trophies. He'll help you with those. Yes. For, for, I think for um, either a very minimal fee or free. <laughs> Just so he can get those plats. <laughs> Let's get a hold of him and get that burnout plat. <laughs> oh need my to god! Finish that game, damn it. Eight players in the baseball stadium in the game that nobody fucking plays anymore. How easy is that gonna be? Uh, we'll get it. We'll get it for you. Anyway, All right. So let's talk about Alien. Yep. Let's let's round off the our big old long ass Alien segment segment. Segment segment. Let's add one more entry to the list of films here. I think I'll just keep them all grouped up into one thing. The Alien short films. Yeah. Let's count them as an entry. Okay. Alien 40th anniversary short films were. Published out by IGN, but I forget who actually made them. Uh, 20th Century Fox. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So there was a, uh, like, uh, here, I'll look it up so I get the, uh, the actual context of it. I know there is, uh, there's a different filmmaker on each one, right? And they're all designed to be, like, different showcasing short films. Yes, um, there was a... Uh, they're all developed by like emerging filmmakers. There was a uh, over five hundred submissions on uh, something called Tongle. I don't know what Tongle is, but anyway, it was like an initiative to like find huge fans of Alien that wanted to make a short film, and then they took like what I guess the best pitches were and let them make it. Okay. So these aren't like really established people in the industry right right you could tell uh yes but 
Honestly, a lot of them were better than what's at the bottom of the list here. Yeah, so I think uh, all uh, of them were better than AVP Requiem. All of them were better than Alien vs. Predator. Yeah, I know. I agree, too. Yeah. <laughs> I think there, there's some of them that I didn't really give much of a shit about because it didn't do enough to give me a reason. The first one, uh, I forget what it's called. I got them all right here. I'll okay. let you know. Yeah. Uh, they came out in a row leading up to Alien Day, which is 426, I think. Yes. April 26th. Yes. The first one's called Containment. Uh, I liked that one a okay, lot. Okay, yeah. No, that one's really good. Yeah. Uh, b- basic plot is just, you know, a couple people on a ship. Each one has a female lead as the focus focal point, basically. Yes. Uh, which is alien. It's alien. It's fine. Yeah. Um, all of them are very simplistic. They're all like 10 minutes long. You can watch all of them in an hour. Yeah, it took, it's, it's a little a little less than an hour to watch all of them. Um. Actually, I'm wondering if you saw this moment. I forgot to let you know. There's a post-credit scene in this one. Oh no, I did not watch it. Oh, it's the best part. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Yeah, when so, the credits roll, I just I just stopped. Yeah. So this was uh, you know, I don't. I have the official descriptions here. I might as well just say those. I'll just you know whatever. Four survivors find themselves stranded aboard a small escape pod in deep space, trying to piece together the details around the outbreak that led to their ship's destruction. They find themselves unsure to trust whether or not one of them might be infected. You got, like, a shitty guy going, like, he's infected. We gotta kill him. He's infected. I don't think so. <laughs> I think it took, like, two seconds for me to figure that one out. By the way, these are on YouTube, and I highly recommend, if you watch them, to just look at the comments. Oh, yeah, they're fo- they're so funny. <laughs> There's people like, of course that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, of course he was. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, this one was okay. There wasn't anything wrong with it. Uh, they didn't even show the alien, which was strange to me. Uh, and also, a lot of the times when they do show the alien, it looks, like, bad. But these are basically amateurish. Decidedly low-budget. A lot of them looked good for as low-budget as they were. But, uh, obviously you don't have that Ridley Scott production going on. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, the aliens look like shit. (laughs) You can't do nothing about that. Right, right. So this one, I think, wisely decided not to show the alien that much. Because it would look like shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I don't think we see the alien at all in containment. Everyone dies in that one, I believe. Uh, it ends with that haunting shot of her writing uh, Do Not Open in Blood backwards on the window. Yeah. Uh, with her finger. That was dope. It was sick. And then... So so what the post-credits is, is the guy that was asleep with the mask on his face wakes up. Oh, shit. And he takes the mask off. And he looks over, and there's the guy on the ground with the giant hole in his stomach, and the alarms are going off, and you hear the squelchy noises of the alien. And he just puts the mask back on and goes back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) It's 100% the best part. That's funny. Like, you can look at it two ways. You could look at it like he's just like, fuck this. (laughs) Or he thinks it's a dream, and he goes back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) that's great um the second one was my favorite specimen yes specimen was 100 percent my favorite yeah i agree uh let's see night shift at a colony greenhouse and julie a botanist does her best to contain suspicious soil samples that have triggered her sensitive lab dog despite her best efforts the lab unexpectedly goes into full shutdown and she's trapped inside little does she know an alien specimen has escaped the mysterious cargo and a game of cat and mouse ensues as the creature searches for a host really simple basically just her the whole time yes and her dog yep who was great yeah dog loved great. that dog good dog 
The that big twist. Dog. dog, not a dog. Yep. Dog a android. Yeah, that was dope. <laughs> Out of all these films, I think that's the only good android. Everyone else is an evil piece of shit. Yeah, I was like, all right, so I actually watched them in reverse order, even though you told me not to. Um, <laughs> that's how they're presented on YouTube. So, they fucked up. You don't have to watch them in any order, really. Right, they're all separate anyway. Uh, yeah, but, I, I was worried that some of them would reference, cross-reference each other, but no, they, they didn't, didn't at all. So All separate takes on the aliens. So when I got to that one, I was like, man, every single droid in these have been just garbage. And they that all one was suck. a good pupper. And then that was a good pup. I was like, all right, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good synth, good synth. <laughs> and he does his job. He defends her. Yeah. Kills the, kills the thing. Well, no, she kills the thing. But he attacks it and wounds it or whatever. Right. Just a face hugger. It doesn't get to be a big old boy. No. I think it tries to get on the dog, but it, it can't does. do nothing about it. Right. Because it's an android. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't realize. Dope reveal. Dope reveal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was um, awesome. And then she kills it with a shovel. She was cool. She was great. I loved her a lot. Yeah, I like how it did, uh, it spent, like, the first big part of it with her, like, with her headphones on and using the music. Yeah. And then she didn't realize that it was shutting down because she had her headphones on. <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. You wouldn't hear the alarms going. Right. Yeah. Because mm. she had her music too loud. I think that's the only time we've heard music in this franchise. Yes. Yes, it is. Besides maybe in AVP in or the... AVP 2? Yeah. yeah those had even music then, in them. I don't know. They had music in them. But I like, don't know if cares? AVP 1 did. AVP no. 2 probably did. AVP 200% did. Okay. What song was playing? Was it just like something at the party or whatever? Yeah. Okay. Fuck if I remember. I couldn't see any. Yeah, I don't know. The, uh, <laughs> the figure said you couldn't see them. You would just adapt to your, your hearing sense would increase. But... <laughs> it's like being Daredevil watching that movie. Right. <laughs> I can hear the aliens, but where are they? I don't know. Nobody knows besides mm. the filmmakers. Oh, God. The next one Who turned was... out the lights? Night Shift... I think this was my least favorite. Yeah, it was. Just, nah. uh, when a missing space truckers discovered hungover and disoriented, his co-workers suggest a nightcap as a remedy. Near closing time, they are reluctantly allowed inside the colony supply depot where the truckers condition worsens, leaving a young supply worker alone to take matters into her own hands. I just felt like it looked like it was filmed <laughs> in the like back room of someone's place of employment. Like, yeah. <laughs> The back of the... I think there was a comment that said, like, this looks like it was filmed in the back of a CVS. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, fair, but, like, it's just, like, it's basically, like, a student film, kind of, and they're yeah. really good for that. Uh, I just, like, the concept of it was just kind of, like, nothing. Yeah. There's, There's a couple a of There's a guy infected, and then his friend is, like, a dick. And he's just like, let us in, give us some alcohol, please. What are you going to... Were you going to not give us alcohol? We just did a lot of work, man. And then they let him in, and he's like a dick still, and he has a gun. Yeah. Uh, and then as soon as the his friend keels over and the thing comes out, he starts shooting at it, but accidentally shoots the guy. Yeah. Stupid. And then, like, we get the sense that, like, after every all the chaos is done and the only one left is the woman, uh... <laughs> uh you just hear sounds of just alien chaos outside, so I guess there's, like, a bigger outbreak than we thought. Big loss of aliens. Yeah. Gotta call them colonial marines, I guess. But uh, the part that made me laugh was the ending, because we didn't talk about this when we reviewed Prometheus, but the Prometheus, the Prometheus trailer is a meme in and of itself, because it has that sound in it. Yeah. Boo! 
<laughs> you know the one. Oh, I yeah. Mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. They play that at the end of the show. I know short, they do. And I laughed out loud. Yeah, I did like, too. That sounds just funny It's now. stupid. It's the most annoying sound <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah, that. Not quite. No one can replicate it. No, it's just... It's just annoying sound. It's yeah. very annoying. Yeah, I, I heard that. I, I laughed and then moved on. So fuck this. Uh, or was the next one. I like this one a lot. I did too. As a hardworking miner of a planet mining colony, Lorraine longs to make a better life for her daughter and grandchildren. When her shift uncovers the death of a fellow miner under mysterious circumstances, Lorraine is forced to choose between escape or defying management orders and facing her fears to fight for the safety of her family. Yeah, I like this one a lot. I like the unconventional protagonist, which was like grandma. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that it, like there was a squad of people... And at the end, they banded together because the way the alien kills everyone in these movies is everyone runs around and does their own thing. Right. It's always, it's always their downfall. Like, I think the only one where they have to be, like, forced to work together is Aliens, which yes. is great. Yeah. Uh, oh, and Alien 3, which is bad, but yeah, never it was, mind. Uh, it's not because of that. Right. Uh, <laughs> like... It, obviously, they work together in them, but then, like, everybody gets isolated and is singular. Like, the alien could go after one target when your captain goes up in the vents by himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, this, I liked that they all just grabbed their drills at the end. And they're like, fuck And we're you. just like, come on, bitch. Right. Yeah. And I also like the twist of the robot. It's exactly what happens all the time in these movies. The alien shows up, and it's like, uh-oh, new orders from up top. Conserve the specimen. Right. Yep. Oh, man. And then they were all like... And then they find out that that's the, that's the entire point of this. And they're like, fuck you. Yep. We're going to fight this thing. And they probably all die. Oh, yeah. But, like, that's a good way to end it. Yeah. That's fine. Always wonder. Uh, that one was good. That's probably my second favorite. Yeah, I think I, I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I liked this one kind of, although there was weird moments in it. Alone. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. This is one of the more interesting ones. Yeah. I think. It's like, an interesting plot-wise. idea. I just don't know if the execution of some things was. Right. There's some weird moments where, like, it was just edited in a strange way that I was just like, what? Huh. Uh, Hope, an abandoned crew member aboard the derelict chemical hauler Otranto, has spent a year trying to keep her ship and herself alive as both slowly fall apart after discovering hidden cargo. She risks it all to power up the broken ship in search of human life. Uh, that doesn't really sound correct, but they didn't want to spoil that she's a robot. Right, it was really just a robot getting told if she was... People are going to come for her, and yeah. people weren't coming for her. Yeah, she's just she's trying to kill her. Obviously, they're not because she's a robot, right? right. They, they don't, don't value that. Um, they probably value the alien cargo more. She she's not allowed to go in there until the power goes out, and then she does. Right. And then she finds the alien. The alien can't do nothing about her. It's a robot. So they so so she kind of like views it as like a pet or like a friend, right? Because there's literally nothing else there. And then someone comes, and then she like sicks it on it. On him, so that it, he that it can live. Yes, I guess. Uh, by the way, that person, the survivor guy, is played by Bill Paxton's son. Oh, okay. Uh, game over two. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's cool because you know. Yeah, well, a little, little little neat. Rest thing. in peace, Bill Paxton. Right. Cool guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I just I like the idea. The, the execution was a little strange. Um. I liked her acting well enough. Yeah, she did a good job. Yeah, I, I think it's it's nowhere near Fassbender level of no, but the mastery of acting as if you're a robot, right? <laughs> but uh, hey, 
what can you do? And then the last one was uh, Harvest. Uh, which was kind of just like... I don't like this one. Nah, it was very like, just like what you would expect all of these would have been. Right. Uh, the surviving crew of a damaged deep space harvester have minutes to reach the emergency evacuation shuttle. A motion sensor is their only navigation tool, leading them to safety while a creature in the shadows terrorizes the crew. However, the greatest threat might have been hiding in plain sight all along. It's a robot. That's what that's referring to. Uh, which that was obvious as soon as they just showed her acting. Right. Like, you know, I, I think the cool thing about some of the robots in Alien is when it's revealed that they're a robot. Uh, like the very first one. Yeah. What is uh, the, but the obviously idea you that... don't even have an idea that robots are a thing yet, so it's a big reveal. But it was just obvious from the start. And, and obviously it was just like, eh, they're just running from an alien. Right, yeah, it's just kind of boring. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to it other I didn't, than that. I didn't really like the editing. Like, the really like quick, rapid cuts were giving me a headache. <laughs> it was too much. It was a very horror movie. It was a little further than that, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, because, it's obviously for because of budgetary reasons. Yes. Where they can't, like, graphically show the alien ripping somebody apart. So they kind of had to, like, use those cuts to make to orchestrate that. But I thought it was uh, a little much. Okay. Like, it was kind of hurting my head because of how fast it was cutting and with all the flashing lights and shit. It was a little much. I got you. I agree. So, that was the Alien 40th Anniversary Shorts. Overall, pretty good. Overall, pretty good. Yeah. I would uh, be interested to see if they would ever do, like, a anthology series with Alien. I'd be all right with it. That might be a cool way for the franchise to go, because they keep trying to make... These big movies. These big old movies about David, and, like, I'm pretty sure Ridley Scott will probably pull another one out of his ass at some point. He's probably got one more in him. I think he has more than that, but he's only going to be allowed to do one more. Uh... I mean, he's an insane man. He could probably make a billion. He said as much, basically. Right. Uh, no thanks. No thanks, bud. <laughs> so, if we counted this as a film... Yes. And we slotted it into our list, where does it go? How high does it go? Mm, is it better than Alien 3? Uh... Yeah. Yeah, we'll put it above Alien 3. But not better than the Ridley Scott Prometheus and Covenant? Yeah. I think I'm fine with that, just because yeah. some of them are lesser. Right. And now, obviously, I give it a lot of leeway because of who made them and what it is. Right. But, having said that, yeah, it is still better than Alien 3. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's a perfect spot for it, I think. I'll slot it in there. I'm cool with that. All right. So, once you put that in, Genhardt, tell us our complete list. I will. Um, I have a question, though, because yes. uh, literally last week on the, on the program... <laughs> <laughs> the program. We had a moment. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, where we were like, is that everything? Did we forget everything in our list? And then we were like, no, we didn't forget anything, but we literally did. What did we forget? Uh, Predators. Oh. Now, I'm, I need a, I need to clarify where we placed Predators, because we did agree upon it, but I want to know how you feel, because I want to argue its placement. Uh, right now, we have Predators below Alien 3. Yes. And above Resurrection. Yes. I would argue it's better than Alien 3. No. So you just disagree with me on that? Yes. I don't harshly disagree. I'm just saying I think it is better than Alien 3. I think Alien 3 is a little more enjoyable. Is it because of the memes? Sure, but... <laughs> I guess so. I guess a lot of like what Predators fails at is doing anything original. Yeah, and like it's not very entertaining. I, it's I not don't, very anything. I don't really care one way or the other. 
So I guess I'll just keep it where <laughs> like Alien Three made me bust out laughing, where uh, and failed as a horror movie, but made me bust out laughing. And uh, Predators didn't quite do that. Okay, Alien Three's better. So this list has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve spots. Yes, coming in at the number twelve spot. The worst fucking movie we've watched on this goddamn show that we call the Gen and Jump Show. <laughs> yes. I think. Yes. Yeah, no, it has to be. It is. Alien vs. Predator Requiem from 2007. Can't see. <laughs> <laughs> always, if all... you want a short version of our review, that's you, it. You can't see. And I can't see. <laughs> Temporarily. It's really, it's really, that's enough to make it bad. Like, I mean, yeah, for sure. But like on top of that, everything all, else is also bad. Right. So, <laughs> so it makes it even worse. It's just horrible. It's not like, you know, if Alien Covenant you couldn't see, at, at least there's still Alien Covenant happening. Right. But this is just nothing. This is bad. No redeeming qualities. Remember not even when the Predalien ate the babies? Oh, no, I completely forgot, actually. I couldn't see. <laughs> Oh, you can see that part. I couldn't see. They don't show you it eating the babies. Because then it would be rated too edgy for you. <laughs> too E for you. <laughs> Is that higher than X? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Double X. <laughs> Triple X. Starring Vin Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> or Ice Cube, depending. Oh, was yeah. Was Ice that's Cube? Right. I think it was Ice Cube. Fuck, the one if I made. remember, dude. I don't know, who cares? Triple X, two. Quadruple the Quintuple third one was X. the return of Xander Cage. <laughs> Watch make him return. Put that on a list of movies that exist. <laughs> I forget who. Uh, this guy I follow on Twitter. Oh, I forget his name. But he's the guy who, like, always when a movie comes out, he posts a review that sounds positive. So they use it in, like, their collection of first impressions for the movie. But then he says something fucked up at the end of it. Right. Like, for like for Civil War, he said he really enjoyed, like, the Bucky and Cap fisting scene. But, like, he put it in, in the middle of, like, <laughs> a general positive thing. And then it, people just ran with it and put it in their articles of first impressions. He does that, but, like, he just keeps adding to this thread of, this was a movie, and then it's just a poster of, like, a movie. And he doesn't pass judgment <laughs> on it. He just posts, like, you know, like, The Raven. Yeah. <laughs> Remember The Raven? No. Exactly. Uh, the Riddick <laughs> movies were on there. Victor Frankenstein. <laughs> oh, my God. I Frankenstein. Uh, ballistic X versus Sever. What? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Rain of Fire. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, it's just things that like you just like completely just like dropped off the face of the earth. And you're right. Like, Wait, what? Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale in a movie about fighting dragons, but post-apocalyptic. <laughs> anyway, I hate it. Number 11 is a fine film known as Alien vs. Predator from 2004. Oh, God. It has the great distinction of being only better than Alien vs. Predator 2. <laughs> uh, so bad. Paul Weeksauce Anderson does it once again. Ugh. And by does it, I mean poops Yeah, in a movie. <laughs> he's making a Monster Hunter movie. Are you excited? No, I'm so pissed. <laughs> I'm so pissed off. At least he's off. not making Resident Evil 8. Yeah, great. He doesn't, des he doesn't deserve to have that wonderful property. By the way, you know what's really lacking in Monster Hunter? A story. So I don't know where the, the fuck you make a movie out of it. 
you don't, but he will. It's God. just going to be like the plot of the Masters of the Universe movie. Dude, the story of Monster Hunter is the least important thing <laughs> in that whole thing. Do you see what I'm getting at? Oh, though? yeah, I know exactly what you're getting at, and it's like, exactly like, what's Like be. modern time, but then He-Man show up, and he like, what? And everybody like, what? That's going to be exactly the plot of that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. exactly what it's going to be. These like military men are going to be like dropped into the world of Monster Hunter. And be like, what? Oh, that's a Rathalos. And then Tony Jaw is like a native of the world. Yeah, yeah. And he'll be like... Your strange guns won't affect these creatures or something, <laughs> which don't make any sense. Like, no. Realistically, if you brought an AK to that world, I feel like you'd be the top There's shit. guns that are better than AKs in Monster Hunter. Oh, okay. They are. Deep lore me. I'm just saying. There's a gun that fires, like, a giant fire shot that would, like, kill somebody way harder than an AK. <laughs> it does sound better than an AK. Right. Okay. AK. <laughs> What's next? Number 10. Classic film. Oh, yeah. Alien Resurrection, 1997. Uh, Joss Whedon writing. French man who I forget the name of directing. (laughs) But we know that he likes demanding combination generals. (laughs) That's all I have to say about Alien Resurrection. Oh, and that, uh, you know, Ron Perlman head. Yeah. Got look look like a dick. Yeah, very dick. We established that in yes. our episode. Uh-huh. Honestly. He a dickhead. I would rewatch everything from this point onward. Yes. Starting with Resurrection. It's terrible. Oh, it's horrible. But goddamn is some of it funny. Oh, it's hilarious. This is where you get to if it's if it's not a good movie, it's bad and funny. Yeah. I, I can't get any enjoyment out of those Alien vs. Predator movies anymore. No, they're horrible. Yeah, they're just terrible. They're not. There's nothing... No redeeming qualities. Number nine is Predators from 2010, starring Edrian Brody, Ed Foreman. The only thing that this movie... This movie isn't that, like, Machete. funny or anything. It's not a great movie, but it has, like, fun action... Yeah, it's not, like, terrible. Right. It's just, it's, it's so middle of the road. It's passable, but it doesn't do anything memorable for me. No. I liked some of the additions to the canon, like Predator Infighting and Predator Dogs. And Hey, that pays off later in a much better film. Yes. But, uh, I, no likable characters no, whatsoever. None. none. The movie we'll talk about in a bit that's a Predator film basically does what this one tries to do, which is to have likable scumbag characters. Right, but this fails at that. Very badly. Predator succeeded at it, and so does the Predator. Right. But before that, that, yeah, we got a couple others. Oh, yeah, we got plenty. I guess then we have right above that Alien 3. Cigarette! (laughs) It'll never end. Alien Cubed. (laughs) Why, Why? Why? It's a confusing name. This is Kingdom Hearts. Come on, name your shit better. <laughs> <laughs> Alien. Alien 242 divided by seven days. Cubed. Cubed. A fragmentary passage. Oh, God. <laughs> Fucking hate Kingdom Hearts. That was eight on the list. Uh, number seven on the list would be the shorts that we just talked about, 2019. Yes. Uh, it's funny that it's like... Yeah. Some of the better alien content. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> and then six is Covenant, Alien Covenant 2017. Uh, possibly the last Ridley Scott alien movie, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Uh, it's 
it's entertaining enough, and Fassbender carries the fuck out of it. Yeah. In one of his best roles, which I think is funny. Yeah. Because it's an otherwise eh movie. <laughs> he always brings good shit to the table, I think. Yeah. Even I haven't watched his, Assassin's even Creed. Worst, even in his worst roles. I mean, I'm sure he's good in it, but the movie is shit. Right. That's what I've heard, at least. Number five, Prometheus. Same shit. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. 2012. Uh, same exact same exact thing where, like, it's an okay movie, but Fassbender carries it. He's so good. Number four, back to Predator. Predator 2 from yes. 1990. A movie that takes Predator makes it ridiculous, and it's it handles it very well, and it's very fun. It yeah. is a fun movie. Yeah, it is. Uh, Danny Glover being an obvious highlight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I also like seeing Gary Busey. Yes. I mean... It's a good. I, I, I mean, not in real life. Maybe I'd probably just be frightened. <laughs> but like, from from a distance, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I love Gary Busey. Although we ever see him in real life, dog. I mean, it's just. It seems like it could be frightening. I don't know. I don't yeah. know for sure. Mm. That's so good. That's so good. Okay. Yeah, Gary Gary Busey. <laughs> Number three. Uh, oh wait, I fucked up and didn't slot the Predator in. So where did you want to slot the Predator in? Right above Predator 2. Right above Predator 2? Okay, so Predator 2 was actually ranked number 5. Right, number 4. This is ranked number 4, The Predator. Yes. From last year, 2018. Yes. This is this movie caught us by surprise. I did not... I came in with no expectations at all. That probably helped it a lot, actually. Probably, yeah. Like, if we thought it was like... If we heard good things, would we have been disappointed? I don't know. No. I feel like it's fine... Um, it's very passable. It's very fun. It has more creative action than the majority of the films on this list. Right. It's much more schlocky than the majority oh, of the yeah. films on this, but this list. This movie takes its ridiculousness and just rolls around and relishes in it. And it pays off hard. Yeah, and it feels like a much more successful version of something that Predators was trying to do. Yes. And even to a certain extent, what Alien Resurrection was trying to do. Yeah, yeah, I can um, see that. A lot of the comedy actually lands, not all of it, and a lot of it is problematic. This isn't a perfect movie. No. I don't endorse everything this movie does or says or represents. But it is very entertaining. There is problematic aspects, but it is very entertaining. Yes. It's definitely worth a watch, and somehow, despite all expectations, it is number four. Yeah, which is wild. <laughs> you would have never How? guessed. How? It's fun. It's stupid. It's great. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. Number three, Predator from 87. Yes. Classic film. One of my all-time favorites just in general. Right. This uh, this list has three of my all-time favorite movies. In. Yeah, and then the rest are just like, whew. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I would recommend things like The Predator, and maybe even to a certain extent things like Prometheus and Covenant. I would. But not before I would recommend the top three on our list. Oh, absolutely. Sure. These are there for a reason. These are some Predator pinnacle... is a classic. Yeah, these are some pinnacle cinema, honestly. Yeah. Predator is quite possibly my favorite 80s action film. Uh, I mean, there's one right above it that we'll get to in a second. But in terms of Arnold Schwarzenegger vehicles, you have a lot to choose from. If you're choosing the best one, this is up there. It's like either this or the Terminator movies. It's either this or Terminator 2. Yeah, specifically Terminator 2. Yes. I love Terminator 1, but that's more of like a straight slasher film. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's action-y, but Terminator 2 is action. Right. For sure. Uh, 
And I and, and don't get me wrong, I love Commando. Commando's stupid as shit. It's ridiculous. It's, it's fun. fun. Yeah. But this is an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that starts out as a typical Arnold Schwarzenegger movie and then turns into Halloween. Yes. Or something like it. Right. Um, with the twist of it being like an alien and a hunter and there's, you know, the things you get out of that. Like, it's not exactly Michael Myers. But I love the twist that it turns into a horror movie and it gets more serious as it goes. Because it starts out very jokey, very quippy. Yes. Very action, overblown. Right. Stupid. It plays it plays in its favor it's hard. It's perfectly done. Right. I don't know how they pulled it off. It's just so well executed. Right above that, Aliens from 86, the year before. Yes. Uh, Aliens is perfect. Yes, perfect Perfect movie. sequel. It's, it's, it's the Godfather 2 of creepy bug monster movies. Yes. <laughs> very much so. It's a very specific way to say that, but I think you know what I mean. It's Godfather 2 of, like, horror movies in general. Horror sequels, sure. Yes. Like, because the Godfather 2 is th- that example you hold up high because sequels aren't supposed to be good. Sequels are supposed to be shit because there's usually not a reason to make one. Right. Except for money. Um, that's kind of changing now because everything is a sequel. <laughs> right. Everything is set now. up for sequels. But, like, I, I, I certainly in that era. Oh, yeah. Um, usually a sequel is shit. Aliens is like, there's a debate to be had about which one is better, just like with the Godfather movies. Yeah, I mean, you ask me, I recognize that our number one, Alien, is probably the better movie overall, but you give me any day and I might pick one over the other. There's different moods right? that you have when you Because there's two these. different kinds of movie. Yeah, for sure. Where you have Alien is a very, very much more straightforward science fiction horror movie, mm-hmm. where Aliens is more has a lot more action elements to it. And the last, like, 20 or so minutes are some of the best fucking fucking action and horror cinema I've ever seen oh, ever. in my life. yeah. Ever done. Yeah, absolutely. Bar none. Uh, and I will never forgive Alien Cubed for ruining it. <laughs> right. In the first five minutes of that film. Fuckers. Fuck off. Newt deserved better. Oh, absolutely he did. She. She. Oh, I want to say What he. the fuck? Newt's <laughs> a little girl. Yes. Deserved better. But for, so did everyone else. They're better for me, lived. too, shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, she was great. She's, uh, not much more you can get from a child actor, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the, the canceled Alien movie done by, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Neil Blom Cap or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chappie. Yeah. I'm just kidding. District 9. <laughs> I just want... <laughs> I just think everyone says the director of District 9 because they don't want to name his other movies because they're all shit. But I'm going to call him the director of Chappie. Uh, so, <laughs> Chappie's shit. Well, it's not good, is no, it? No, it's, it's okay. <laughs> the director of Chappie was going to make an alien movie. <laughs> and, uh, like, it looked really cool. It was going to have an adult Newt. And I think Ripley was going to come back, too. And it was going to be a proper sequel to Aliens. That ignored three in resurrection. That's fine. Which yes, it's fine. Just like do the cigarette scene, <laughs> and then you you got all you could get from Alien Three. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, we didn't talk about this on last week's episode. I'll talk about it now since we're talking about Ripley and Newt. Yeah, original, weird, nonsensical ending to the Predator that they cut, and I'm glad they did. Because it doesn't make any fuck sense. Oh, boy. 
They open up the pod with the super duper alien killer or predator killer. Guess who it is? Ripley and Newt. That would have been so fucking stupid. Yeah, now I think the reason it didn't happen for sure is... Uh, Timeline? No. More like probably Sigourney Weaver said no. Yeah. I As agree. she always has. Don't know why they thought it would be any different. Uh, right. At least that's what I think happened. Or maybe they thought about it and like, yeah, timeline doesn't make sense. Now, is there a way to explain it? Eh. Possibly. Who cares? But, like, why are they predator killers? What happened to make them that when they're clearly from the Alien franchise? You're right. Doesn't Needs make any more sense. more setup. Right. It's obviously setting up a future Alien and Predator movie. And don't get me wrong. I would love to see Sigourney Weaver as Ripley again. I just feel like the circumstances need to be more right. Yeah, absolutely. And that and that Chappie movie probably would have been a, an interesting way to do it. But who knows the quality because, again, Chappie Man. Uh, and yeah, I know. Everybody loves to wank their dick over District 9. But... Good movie. Chappie. Not good movie. <laughs> that's, just, that's just how that goes. Yes. Unfortunately. Uh, and then obviously top of the list is Alien. Do it's, I even have to say it? It's Masterclass. 1979. One of the greatest films ever made. Yeah, for sure. I, I think. It's it's uh, damn flawless. Maybe the best movie we watched on here? Yes. Except for, like, I don't know. I guess you could make an argument that Rocky is better. I think Alien is better I guess you could make an Rocky. argument that Halloween is better. But, you, I mean, any any given day of the week, I could give this to any of those. So. I, I think Alien's definitely the best film out of the bunch. Yeah. I think it's, like, out of any movie we've watched... Yeah. My dog's whining. Your dog's a bitch. That, that's my Whoa. dog whining, not yours. Uh, <laughs> Zane, shut <laughs> up, man. What the fuck? But yeah, I think it's just one of the most well-orchestrated, just perfect movies ever. It's the the droid the uh, the android twist is amazing. Everything that it sets up with its science fiction elements gets you engaged and interested in the world. It's very unique and interesting. The alien looks awesome. The first time you see that fucking thing, you're like, oh my god. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of that's going to be rude for people Probably now. the best design of an alien ever in a movie. Yeah. I'm glad that, like, when I was the right age to do it, it's still a little too young, probably. Oh, my yeah. mom sat me down and showed me that movie. And, my god, it changed my life. God, it got me so much more interested. Because, like... I always loved Star Wars growing up, but that's more like fantasy than it is science fiction. Not, not quite sci-fi. This is my first introduction this to like... This also has horror. Yeah. This, this yeah. is my first introduction to like, like sci-fi film mm. that was just like... It blew me away. So speaking of the first Alien, I want to talk about something that also happened this year, the 40th anniversary of that movie. Uh, that was amazing and cute. Uh, a high school... For their drama club play, did Alien. Yeah, and this I'm is sure so you've seen this news story out and about. Uh, it was highly reported on because uh, it's great. I highly recommend watching it. I don't know if there's been a good quality upload yet. I think that's coming because the actual high school did something, made DVDs uh, for like the parents and stuff, and they'll probably upload it to YouTube at some point. But there's like a camera rip from a parent in the audience on YouTube, and that's what I watched. And 
Brought me back to when I was in high school and in drama club and people did that. It felt like the recording of that. Right. Except uh, we didn't do Alien. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting. It's such a like undertaking to do. And it was adorable. Because <laughs> it's just like they succeeded very well in making everything work. But it's so charmingly amateurish. Uh, but but I, I'm not even saying that in a negative. Like, I do not want to shit on this in any way. It is the best. <laughs> okay. And they added little things because, like, it's kids making it, and I can understand, and they're they're probably, like, you know, their own spin on it and their own jokes and their own things. Like, there's uh, fourth wall breaks and uh, certain little things that take him out of it. Like, uh, like the two mechanic characters yeah. have a discussion about who dies first in horror movies and things like that. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and, okay. uh... There's uh I'm trying to remember. There's a moment where like uh what's the name of the captain in Alien? Ah oh, fuck. God, I forget. Is it Parker? It is Parker. I think it's yeah. Parker. It is, you're right. Uh like there's a scene in Alien where they go talk to him and he's just playing on a guitar in his room. And so for this they have him play uh, very loudly and it took me by surprise immigrant song by Led Zeppelin oh my god and he's just like rocking out on a guitar and then like the alarm goes off and then he goes to check it and he's like what's going on <laughs> and it's like it's like such a dumb joke but like I understand why they did it they're kids they want to have fun while they're doing this right and it's fine I'm completely behind the little dumb changes they made right uh all the costumes and all the the big effects moments, if you will, are handled quite well and about as good as I could possibly imagine a high school play could manage. Uh, they do it quite well. The android head, obviously it's just his head poking out of a table. Yeah. But what the fuck else are you going to do? You're in high school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the alien looks great. They have little cool moments where like the first time the alien shows up, they have it walk up and down the aisles and it just like, yells at people and it like actually looks great the oh, alien cool. costume looks great and like in the dark lighting of the theater where you can't see any of the imperfections of the costume and things it actually looks quite good uh i love that uh shout outs to new jersey's north bergen high school for uh doing that that was amazing and and sigourney weaver and ridley scott noticed and sigourney weaver went out and ridley scott sent them money so they could do an encore uh ridley scott <laughs> is a meme of a human yes and like even while doing a very nice thing and giving them this money he still managed to be ridley scott because in the note he was like oh it's so great oh i love it um maybe next year you can do gladiator <laughs> 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 and i'm like come on ridley <laughs> that had to have been a joke i mean i guess but like I wouldn't put it past him to mean it. <laughs> like, he's a crazy person. Right. That but just sounds like a joke. I appreciate the hell out of him for sending them a bunch of money. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. Could, like, you know, actually keep doing the show for a bit. Because uh, they got to do encore presentations. Once media got a hold of it and stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There was a lot of demand for it. And they were like, we don't have money. We're a high school. <laughs> right. So good on Ridley Scott for doing that. It was really cool for Sigourney Weaver to visit them. Uh, yeah, she uh, the, the rip that I watched was the one that she showed up and she got to introduce it and uh there's footage of her walking up to the cast but like the first time she met any of them yeah and it's 
just great. All the losing their minds. Uh, yeah, because it's like they all love this movie so much that they did this. Yeah, and then Ridley and Scott dedicated so much time to making it work, and, and then, then yeah, Sigourney Weaver, Sigourney shows Weaver up. walking up. Like that's wild. That's yeah, crazy. That, that's enough to just like completely make your life. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like that's that amazing. Would, like that, that's probably the best moment of most of those people's high school careers. You yeah, know? for sure. Like that's awesome. Yeah, it's good. Good on her for showing up. That's so sweet. <laughs> it was it was great. I recommend watching it. Uh, yeah, I'll watch it when there's a better rip of it. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm gonna meme real quick. <laughs> if I slotted it in the list. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> Man, it's above Alien Three. It's above Alien Three. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, David Fincher. <laughs> you hack. I bet you never make a good film. What's Fight Club, really? Re- really? Come what is on. it? What is it really? Just a dude going crazy? This is edgy shit, man. Jesus. Fucking you, sucks. You're better than that. I love David Fincher. Please Fight don't Club. add me. I love David Fincher so much. Um, <laughs> where's his so, next movie? Oh, wait, I don't want his next movie. His next the, movie's World War Z 2. What the fuck's wait, going really? on with that? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Why? It's the weirdest thing ever. Why? I don't know. It doesn't make any fucking... Oh, okay, It whatever. seems beneath him, doesn't it? I just, I just don't... Maybe he doesn't care anymore. Who knows? <laughs> I don't. I don't think he doesn't care anymore. He always puts out some great shit. But, like, where's he too? Maybe it'll be fucking amazing. I, may, I, I doubt it. Or maybe it'll be, like, Alien Cubed, where he, like, tries to do something amazing, and then the studio's like, yeah, but, like, no. And then he's like, this is the worst thing ever now. <laughs> uh... Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Fuck. Goddamn. So is there horrible. any other alien stuff we should talk about? Yeah, let's talk about some games for for just a minute here. Okay. It'll be quick. I think we envisioned a bigger part of this episode being about the games, but it was hard to find time to play. Yeah, we had a couple busy Terrible weeks. alien games. There's a, there's a couple that are good, I think. That's it. Yeah. Most of them bad. Most of them are horrible. Some of them are like weird side-schooly beat-em-up games that are just generic and stupid. Like, I think the, the Predator games like that, it doesn't yeah, make any I, uh, sense. I played a lot of the ones that were available on, uh, you know... Like, the retro consoles? Retro consoles and things. Yeah. Like, uh, NES, Super NES, Atari. Not a lot of them are of note. Uh, funny enough, there's an alien on Atari. Yeah. It's Pac-Man. Yes. <laughs> except, yeah, I know about this. Except the ghost is the alien. It's so stupid. <laughs> or are you the alien collecting the dots? I can't remember. You see, you gotta make it up on Atari, because it's really hard to tell who's what. Right. Is it Ripley in spacesuit, or is it Alien that you're playing as? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's just really dumb. Uh, yeah, most of, most of the retro console Alien and Predator games are just either really generic and just not noteworthy, or they're bad. Like a lot of tie-in games. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many different versions of Alien 3 games. Yes. Uh, one that's in a car- arcade cabinet, which I think other games have similar titles, but it's funny to me. Alien 3, The Gun, yeah. is literally what it's called. Yeah. Which is funny because you know what's not in Alien 3? A gun. A gun. <laughs> not a single one. Not a gun. I mean, maybe when the cops show up at the end. Oh, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. Will. <laughs> Sure. The cops. <laughs> that is basically what it is. Uh... Corporate security. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, Predator 2, 
game for Super Nintendo that is hilarious. Drug Squad! Uh, yeah, it's 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 like Narc. Yes, it's very much like Narc. But not like a side-scroller, but like a top-down weird... Narc. Yeah, Narc is top-down, too. Is it? it? Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of something else. I think it is. I thought Narc was a side-scroller. No, Narc might be a side-scroller. I might be thinking of something else. He's but... shooting a lot. Right. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of shooting drug boys. Yeah, it's weird. It's not quite a Predator game. No, not You're really. You're shooting drugs as druggies and then you like you think what members. you confiscate drugs and then yeah. on the screen pops drug squad which you are because you're danny glover uh on the drug squad you know, I, I didn't get to any you know it's i can't pass the first level because that game's hard it's really hard old games are hard yes Jesby. yes what very much fuck so. man uh obviously the most the biggest like one that everyone talks about is that alien versus predator game uh for pc yes this is the best game to come out of either of these franchises Alien vs. Predator or AVP Gold is yeah. the superior version. But there is on... a sequel that no one has played, but it's also apparently good. Yeah. Alien vs. Predator 2. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't played it myself, actually. Yeah. Because I owned a, uh, I owned a I copy. I guess it's more of the same. Okay. Uh, the one thing I got criticized for that I could tell is that it's more of the same. There's no improvements, but if you like that game, then it's another of that game. I think if you, if you like this franchise, it's a worthy play. It's, a, uh, it's like a first-person shooter-esque game. Uh, has three different campaigns to it. One where you're playing as an alien, one where you're playing as a predator, and the last where you're playing as Space Marines. Yeah. Um, the Space Marines is a very, like... Game over, man! Game over! Yeah. It's, it's a big shooter game where you get to... And, like, all, all the paths of these campaigns cross in and out of each other. Okay. Where you'll meet up and, like, try to fight them. And uh, it's very interesting. They all have different things going on with them. Uh, the gameplay for the alien and predators are very true to form to what they are. It's in first person, but, like, the alien has, like, that weird, like, distorted alien sight, and you can use that to your advantage. You can crawl up walls and shit. Cool. It's really cool. You can impale people with your tail. It's it's very neat. And then the Predator has, like, your that Predator visor where you can track stuff, and you have your your thermal vision, and you have you can use the, the aimer on the Predator gun. It's all very, like, true to its source material. And it does a very well job of it. Uh, the Space Marine stuff is fun. It's very typical shootery, but it's a good campaign. It also has a multiplayer mode, I think, that I didn't really get to play at all. At least the uh, spiritual successor of the same name did for the 360. Yeah. Uh, which is not as good, no, the, I've heard. The multiplayer is fun. Yeah. Because you get, you get like, all those different ones interacting and, like, trying to kill each other, and that's fun. Yeah. But the campaign in it sucks. Okay. Really bad. Well, that game looks like a masterpiece compared to Aliens, Colonial Marines, and Predator Concrete Jungle. Oh, yes. Which are the low points of both of these franchises, I would have to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Aliens, Colonial Marines are... is a uh, is a travesty created by Gearbox. Because it, when you talk about Gearbox, you have to remember that the only good franchise they make is Borderlands and everything else is shit. Are you saying that Duke Nukem Forever is a bad yep. game, Jusby? Uh-huh. Yep. Well, that's good, because it is. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. I like how the first thing you can do in that game is pick up poop. Great. How fucking great. It's like a metaphor or something. I can't really put my finger on it, but, mm. you know, hey. Mm. It's shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. But, like, I've never played those games. Have you? I've uh, played Predator, actually. It's yes. bad. I hate it. i played all um, of them. You know, I I can't remember anything about Predator. Predator Concrete, Concrete Jungle, Jungle is so, like, just boring and basic there's nothing going for it really 
Yeah. It's it's just really boring. You're a predator running around just killing shit, I guess. All right. I, it's it's not really memorable. It's not doesn't play well. Doesn't control right. It's just a shit game. Okay. Uh, same with the Aliens Colonial Marines. Doesn't work. Yeah, no, I remember seeing this, that someone went in and changed code and all of a sudden the AI worked because they fucked something up. Yes, you actually get a... Yeah. On the PC version, you get a mod that makes the AI work, but it doesn't fix the game because... No, but clearly the AI is bad because it wouldn't attack horse shit. Yeah, it's, shit. Yeah, it's horse shit. Mm-hmm. And it was because of one line of code that they just never fixed. Yeah. Who knows? <sighs> but yeah, so for the most part, games in this franchise are really bad, but... Besides uh, AVP, and then I think this one's debatable, but I think it's fun nonetheless. Alien Isolation. Um, I want to play more of that game. I own it. It's really difficult. Yes, and it does that thing that I don't like, where it makes you kind of like not have a lot of options as a player in horror games. Kind of like Outlast. Yeah, it's it's very similar. Now in you that do get sense. guns and stuff, and there is stuff to kill besides the alien. You can't really kill the alien. Uh, None of it really works well. Yeah, but, like, yeah, it's mostly just a hide game. Which, I guess that's the most faithful adaptation of Alien that you could possibly make. Yes. Uh, And I do like how it is, it feels, like, really ingrained in the canon. Because you're playing as Ripley's daughter. So, like, it feels like it matters a lot more. I mean, I think she's, like, looking for Ripley or whatever. Yes, yeah, Uh, that's what it is. Now, obviously, like, I don't think she's going to meet Ripley because nope. of what happens in Aliens. Yep. Which is a sad. But, hey, it's like a side story. It's fun. Yeah, it's Fuck fine. It. It's a uh, fine game. And maybe there's some alternate history stuff in there. I'm not really sure. I know there's some DLC where I think you play as Ripley. I don't know yeah, if it's based you play on as the Alien. Nostromo crew instead yeah. of, yeah, instead okay. of the new crew. Uh, I want to play all that at some point. Yeah. It's just... Uh, not necessarily the kind of game I'm looking for, but I will play it at some point. I think you definitely need to sit down and play AVP Gold at some point. Yeah, I would love to. I think you'd rather enjoy it. It's really good. You know what we're probably never going to sit down and play? Huh. Alien Trilogy for the PS1. What? Yeah. What is that? FPS. Oh, wait, who, who fucking cares? <laughs> There's also an Alien Resurrection FPS for the PS1, and uh, I can't speak for its quality, but uh, it only came out for PS1, even though it was planned for... Sega Saturn and PC. They just canceled that shit. They're like, <laughs> no way, man. Uh, I tried to track down those games to buy them as a joke. Yeah, nope. Because I've been doing that basically like every time we do something. Yeah, we have, like, we have I bought the... you that terrible Rocky game. Yeah, that game sucks. Uh, I would have bought Halloween games if they existed. It's, I have the one on the NES. NES Halloween? I think it's NES. You mean Atari? You do not have that Atari one. No, I don't. Never mind. Mm, that Atari one's rare. No, I'm thinking of Friday the 13th. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that's a little different. A little different. Um, both bad. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, it's, it's just just bad all around. Yeah. Now, now, I'm very excited for this Predator game that just got announced. Yes. Though. So, Ilphonic. Hunting Grounds. Yes. This is made by Ilphonic, the people who made the Friday the 13th game that came out a couple years ago, which is amazing, I think. I love that game. Yeah, I certainly do. Uh, it's a little rough around the edges. Hopefully, this is a more polished experience. Yeah, you would hope so. <laughs> you would hope so. I, I think it will be. I, I, it sounds like they actually have money behind them, and now that they've had all Sony's ex- funding it for right. one, it's not a. I mean, that was kickstarted, right? Right. 
Um, and that was also their their first game of that nature. So they've learned, they a, learned lot. a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They probably learned a ton from this game. This has to game. play completely differently, though, because you Your have guns. to be gun boys no matter who you're playing. It's probably. I didn't, didn't, did they say what perspective it's from? It's it first person? I they said isometric, said? so I don't know. Well, yeah. Well, I'll have to see. It'll be interesting. I. But yeah, you'll have to add third. Yeah, they'll have to add gunplay to it, which will be very interesting. Yeah, yeah. On both ends. Well, I mean, I guess that'll take away the uh, the annoying aspect of Friday the Thirteenth, which is just going in place and look through the drawers and going in place and looking through the drawers and going in place and looking, looking through, through the, the drawers, drawers. <laughs> and go yeah. in place and off found a battery. Let me try to get to the car and I'm killed by Jason. Yeah, and that's every match of Friday the Thirteenth for me. Except when I play as Jason, which is just like, hey, I found someone and I can't kill him. It's a fucking piece of shit. It's fun. People just run around circles around. Yep. Them. How the fuck do they do it? Uh, you can run. Throw yeah, knives Jason at them. Can't. Oh, yeah, just throw knives at them. You can throw knives. I ain't that good at that. I don't know. I'm very bad at Jason in that game. I love playing Jason in that game. It's so much fun. Hopefully, it feels the same way. Just as rewarding to be the predator and fuck people up. I'm sure they'll do a great job. Yeah, I hope so. And, and if uh, they're attention to detail and references to franchises yeah will be probably uh, great should be great yeah. like i hope there's lots of references to uh god we could probably play as Edrian brody uh what if you could play as arnold oh shit that's important to me i think you can i bet i bet they'll get him you better let me play as danny glover all right we'll there see. should be a map that's concrete jungle at some point that would be amazing i, I could see them doing that or as a tour in la drug squad level. yeah that would be sick. Oh, I mean, like, they were going to do some crazy shit eventually with Friday, but they never got the opportunity to because there was going to be the fucking spaceship map. Yeah, they were going to do Jason X. Do. And that was going to be amazingly stupid. Uh, but I couldn't wait. I don't know how it was going to work. And lawsuit like, shit happened. Yeah. Fuck that shit. It sucks so bad. Let them finish the damn game. Because right. now there's, like, material that's hinted at that's not in the, in the game. Yeah, it sucks. I'm glad they got to pick up a just as fun property to mess with, though. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very good, and I'm glad they got that. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for that game. Hope it's good. Me too. So what the fuck is the future of this franchise at all? Um, Either of them. Predator's not going to have a movie for a long time, because The Predator didn't do that hot. Yeah, so it'll probably go back Even in the shadows for a bit. Fun. I think another AVP's on the horizon. Movie? Yes. Yeah, but like... Oh... <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> I don't know. Yep, but Who I think it's going to end up happening. It? I don't know. Who can make that good? Nobody. Yeah. It's it's more fun as a game. And yeah, that's like I think so. And that's where it should stick. Or a I, comic. I would love to see a uh I'd love to see a good dev pick up AVP and make that into a fun game, but I don't see that happening anymore. Yeah. Because you the the fun part about that kind of game would be like a campaign that interlaces and you could play as three different perspectives and it's fun. I don't see them adding a campaign at all in an AVP game. Respawn! That would be sick. Shut up. No, that'd be the best fucking shit ever, dude. Oh, my God. I don't even want to think about it because I'm just going to be mad that it's never going to happen. You're right. Uh, well, it's never going to be a Star Wars game with them, which should be, should be great. I hope that's good. It's going to be. I'm not hooked yet. I have I have 100% faith in Respawn. These, that's the same team that made the Titanfall 2 campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. You, I think you'd have more faith if you played that. I'm going to. that campaign's incredible. I bought it. It was like a dollar. I don't know. If I yeah. Can... Play that campaign. It's yeah. It only takes a few hours, and it's great. Hey, you know me. I'm a whore for plats, so I'll try. The plats, there's only one trophy that's hard. Yeah. I see that that's the only reason that people list that as like a 7 out of 10 difficulty. Yeah, there's that one like trophy. That. It took me yeah. a f- it took me a couple hours 
of just trying it to get it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it, it's hard, but right. once you finally get it, it's awesome. You're just there's just a specific sequence you have to do. Okay. That's a little difficult, but once you get into the rhythm of it, it figure it out. It's you, you'll get it. Okay. Okay. I believe in you. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so, what franchise are we doing next, Genhart? Oh boy. <laughs> it's gonna be a short one. Yes, two movies, in fact. That's it. We could maybe stretch it to a third if you'll let me. Oh God! But it's really not <laughs> part of it at all. But it sort of is. Uh, we're gonna watch Gremlins. Yes, we are. We're watching Gremlins and next. Gremlins Two: The New Batch. Yes. Uh, if you want to stretch it to a third, we can watch a little film called Small Soldiers, which is thematically no similar same director and that movie is stupid no we're and not watching small soldiers want to bust out my vhs huh want to bust out my vhs of small you got soldiers a vhs of small soldiers i do well, i also have a toy have to. but i'll see how we feel after we do Predator i used to, i used to love that I mean, movie sorry gremlins one too now i i i don't have any real reason to want to watch these again other than i love gremlins one and i don't remember gremlins two i do remember it but I feel like I could have just imagined half of it because it's whack. Yeah, but that, um, that, that film has its own cult following. Gremlins I too. feel like it's so different that I, from what I remember Gremlins 1 being that it's probably interesting. It is. And obviously this isn't going to be a big, like, you know, where do these rank kind of thing because there's fucking two movies and I assume Gremlins is better than We're, we're just going to enjoy this until we but, introduce uh, a, a new concept of watching film series in the Get and Jump show. Yeah. And yeah. we'll get to that when we get there. That's going to be whack. I, I'm not excited. But I think this will be a fun break <laughs> from, like, things that have ten movies in them, two of which are good. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> really harsh, but, like, I mean... Oh, one last thing. Yes. I don't remember what we said or what bet was agreed upon, but at the beginning of the Alien and Predator watch through, I said, which film do you think will dominate the top half? And which film will dominate the bottom half? Like, which series? And I think I said, I want to think Predator will win the top. Right, I said Alien. Yeah. Yes. Now, looking at it, I think I'm correct. Really? Well, where's our division point here? Because there's, what, in the, 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 the top six, right? Um, Or top five. We can go top six. Five, that's fine. Six, seven, to put eight, a, nine, to put an uneven number. Let's if you do... don't want to count the anniversary shorts because that's technically not a movie, right? We just kind of put it there for fun. There's twelve. So if we count the top six, yeah, that is three Predator movies. Uh huh. Alien, Aliens, and Prometheus. So it's even. Oh shit. Um. But I'm gonna lean towards Predator winning because Prometheus doesn't count. It's an alien movie. It's really not, though. But it is. Like, I understand it is, but it's less of an alien movie than, like, all those Predator movies or Predator movies. Do you know that's, what I mean? That's fair. Okay. I'll I won. You, okay, that's fair. That's fine. <laughs> Great. But, <laughs> who really, but who really won? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> not Alien as a franchise. Oh, with man. With Alien 3, Alien Resurrection, and the two shitty Alien versus Predator movies all at the bottom there. It's just... Uh, Garbage. Like, the worst Predators movie is Predators, and the worst Alien movie is Alien Resurrection. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I think that speaks volumes, really. 
because like they're both terrible Uh (laughs) uh-huh and then obviously those would be not the worst thing ever at the bottom if you didn't have those alien versus predator movies that are just like complete dog shit hey uh one last question before we go again yeah do you think i could uh get away with naming this episode titty milk no okay that's all i wanted to know i don't think you can I mean, we talked about other stuff more than Throne of Games. Anyway, Gremlins next week. Bye. Gremlins.